Have exactly. You guys, have you guys seen? At, remember in Costco when they had those giant like fifteen pound lobster claws? No, and they were selling them. So I they do. Were, I do remember. Yeah, that. they were like mm-hmm. the size of a of a leg. It was just a Jeez. lobster claw. Wasn't any time recent. I remember no, so, it, was a kid. it was a while ago. So it was a while I, back. I've been to a couple of buffets with Roman in Boone, right? And these people are like <laughs> crab legs. <laughs> yeah, we all, all day, dude. We all went to one. Yeah. All day, yeah. We went. You we know, went to one. The king crab and all that stuff. So when Roman's talking about this fifteen pound. <laughs> <laughs> Boone would be right here with me. Yeah, going for I, that I fucking. Could just, 15 I could just pounds. see uh, Roman in, in Costco, just with big old, like big old anime eyes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so glorious. No, yeah. but like I, I saw it at Costco, and I was like, okay, this is obviously genetically modified. Like that's gr- genetically like, I'm not modified gonna... <laughs> lobster. <laughs> what hey, are they man. feeding these guys? Hey, they have uh, well, they have they like have lobster farm farms. Fresh, they have farm fresh uh, salmon, like. I'm sure they farm I, lobster. I'm pretty sure. For a second, I thought he was lobster. gonna say they have foster farm. We need to look this up, dude. No, no, no. But I, I looked it up afterwards, and no, it's like, oh yeah, no, this is the size that they normally get, but we don't sell them in stores because people freak out. Well, okay, so <laughs> like yeah, I, I did. Say, lobsters so, get pretty big, dude. So there, big. there is, there is like a process that whenever, so they do it with produce too, right? So specifically with produce, they have uh, different grades of fruit, right? So you'll get, say, oranges. You get oranges. They come in various sizes. So, like, the small to medium sizes, the small sizes will usually go to be processed into, like, orange juice or something like that, right? The medium-sized oranges will go to stores for people to buy. And then the large, the super large ones, they'll usually go to restaurants. Um, so, restaurants, you know, they're they're sold cheaper to restaurants and they're bigger so that they can get more use out of them. They do the same thing with almost any type of produce. So, I think they do the same thing with meat as well. Yeah. Like, so, if you have oversized chickens or oversized lobsters or whatever they're probably sending them to more they'll more than likely go to restaurants where they can get more use out of them as opposed to an average person they'll keep like the medium ones yeah we don't want some like giant hormone yeah yeah, yeah exactly but no. costco being costco they're like oh these are giant lobsters yeah we'll sell them, yeah, we'll sell them. we do everything bigger and better at you know, costco yeah. <laughs> i heard i don't know if this is true or not okay but i heard that costco is giving free samples again oh are they i saw it at sam's I was in Sam's Club, uh, MoVal with that my means dad. the pandemic is over. I mean, I'm, oh, when the Sam yeah. Club, I mean, she was fully. She had the shield and the, you know, yeah, I'm no, sure. But what I'm I saying, mean, like the free yeah. samples and all our backs. So. I went to I went to Sam's Club, saw the same thing. It was kind of weird. She was like in a full latex suit, <laughs> and uh, like she had a ball gag in her mouth. I don't know why Sam's Club had. It. Oh jeez! Whoa. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! I need. A, Are you sure you went to hey, Sam's what's, what's Club? What Sam's Club do you yeah, go yeah. to, man? The the bar, right? <laughs> Sam's Club. Uh, what do they have? The giant lobster. <laughs> I'm gonna need the address for that, Roman, after the show. Hey, on, on that note, we should start this thing, man. <laughs> Action! Podcast with your hosts Rob Uribe, Christopher Nunez, and Zachary Lyman. Hey, oh, welcome to the rant, guys. Uh, I'm your co-host Zach. Uh, I'm joined today by Chris and Rob. Hey, hey and, what up? Yes, and today we have our special guest, Javi. Oh, hey, what's up, Javi? What's up? How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How was you? the drive? Oh, geez, it was. Uh, it was. It was a lot of traffic. Oh, I bet, <laughs> dude. 
Man. Where were you? Uh, for those that don't know, Javi and Amanda and uh, Amanda's boyfriend, Troy, they all live together out in LA. And so you and Amanda coming out the last two weeks is really awesome. Thanks. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah yeah but um did so, you work today too yeah that's what yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, shoot, I like literally man. came straight from work like showered just because i was covered in like metal dust. yeah <laughs> yeah why were you covered in metal dust i was grinding metal what don't yeah. you work at a camera rental place what you, <laughs> yeah that's so <laughs> well today today i was like at the warehouse so i was like cleaning up some stuff and like throwing uh old equipment away but why were you grinding metal for that boss man said so <laughs> right, like, so, like so, okay first so, off let's back up so what do you do javi what is your career right now yeah what are you, so, what are you doing for work so right now i work at alan gordon i'm okay. rental agent slash manufacturer slash driver i was gonna say because what you warehouse. explained right okay there you go <laughs> slash warehouse i was gonna say because what you explained was not any of those wait, wait wait you said manufacturer too so like yeah so, so like what do you guys manufacture so some of the things we manufacture are like um, rotopolas. I don't know if you know what those are, but those are pretty much like ro- rotating polarizers and they come in frames. So you can insert those into like map boxes, which okay. is like something that goes in front of the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how come I don't have one of these? They're $500. <laughs> how come I don't have the Javi discount? Javi's <laughs> <laughs> like, you're right, $499. <laughs> oh, right, right. Wait, no, okay, no, but realistically. I got you, but <laughs> Do you get a discount on those? Oh, I, I can get a discount. I just haven't asked yet. Can you ask? I'm, I'm re- I really do want one. <laughs> Chris is just using you up right now. <laughs> well, why not? My mijo is here. <laughs> no, yeah, there's, you just ask away. Like, I got Roman uh, an Apple box, two Apple box. It was just one Apple box. I want one of those rotating, what is it again? Rotopolis. So it's a, it's a polarizer, mm-hmm. right? So a polarizer, like, it helps you see through, uh, it cuts down light, right? Basically, cuts yeah. down or, UV, right? It cuts down UV, and then it, um, it also cuts down reflection on, like, glass and, like, screens. Okay. So, like, yeah. if, if you're trying to reduce that, it actually does, like, a really good job, like, cutting that down. So Alan Gordon makes those in-house? Well, we get the glass from a third-party I guess, and we assemble it there at Alan Gordon. Okay, so That's you guys are kind of like the last place everything goes to. Yeah, and, and then you guys just assemble it. Yeah, pretty much. Dude, I really want to know what the discount is on that. <laughs> <laughs> I want one. Chris is like, we will not finish this podcast until you tell me what the discount. <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> call your boss right, right now. now. Right now. <laughs> it's like I'm sure they'll let me know <laughs> one day. <laughs> That's impressive though, like because I, I remember when you first got that job, like you were just working in the office, right? Like the. Yeah, the like rent- my my first position was like a as a rental agent. So like I would like take calls and go out uh, or not go out, but like call other rental houses for equipment that we need for certain preps. Like it it's like a a trade off. So it's like I like let's say we need like a certain camera that we don't carry in house. We would call another rental house that would have it and and reserve that for our customer. And it's the same way like for the other rental houses. If we have certain lenses they want. Since we carry a lot of like vintage lenses, yeah, um, they we can give that to their clients, and it's like a trade off. So like we we each get like thirty percent off and like profit both ways. Ah, oh, that's kind of cool. So you kind of have like a gentleman's agreement between mm-hmm. different ha- rental houses. Yeah, pretty much. Like it's not competitive okay. compared to like other businesses. It's just more yeah. like we help each other out. Like you scratch my back, I scratch yours. That's kind of cool. Yeah, and this well, is especially all... coming out of the pandemic, like you need something like that. Yeah, you guys are all starting like restarting right now. Well, Alan mm-hmm. Gordon's been in Hollywood forever, right? I mean, yeah, I don't even know how long it's been, but it's probably like the fifties. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, when you go in that building, it it is an old yes, building. it's an older yeah. building. Yeah, yeah. You mm-hmm. know, I went into the bathroom. and I was like, this is like some Art Deco shit in here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know. 
but that's that's pretty cool dude so what was the or what has the transition been like coming out of the pandemic getting back going again for alan gordon oh yeah the the pandemic hit hit the the film industry pretty hard like there was Uh like one to like none rentals like almost all of last year the thing that kept the company going was like just selling all our used cameras so it's like uh rentals did start picking up i think probably like january february mm-hmm. and that even now like we're we're like a lot busier than we were like last year yeah so, and, and you guys are like not just any rental house you guys rent panavision you guys rent big big budget movie yeah, cameras big right shows, mm-hmm. the big shows yeah, yeah it's, it's like last or was it it was right before the pandemic like we were like giving some of our cameras out to like panavision because they were like um in charge of like providing gear for the fast seven fast seven is that the last one that came out fast nine eight nine because nine, nine is coming nine. out right i don't even but know nine was anymore. supposed to be out last year and they pushed it so back maybe that's the, the one they were filming yeah. when yeah. You, yeah okay yeah, yeah yeah and they they like literally like affected most of the rental houses because they like cleaned out a lot of rental houses from their cameras and lenses so it's like oh, okay other well, they probably suffered, but... they just went they, they just came to town and rented everything well, huh? I yeah feel like that much. they'll think of like you, you can only do so many stunts so many times so they probably film it from as many angles, angles as possible yeah that mm-hmm. makes sense yeah so what's that one director i think it's uh he did a uh, face off and he had something like seven or eight cameras oh god what's his name uh john woo is it john woo the guy who did face off i'll look i feel like it was john woo so continue though so reynolds are starting to pick up again and 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 so during that time were they just having you do like little different jobs here and there well during the pandemic like a lot of us like were pretty much sent home just because there was no business and like for rental when at the time when i was only a rental agent there wasn't any work for me so like they just had me like stay at home and like i was pretty much on unemployment for like i don't even know how long yeah <laughs> he's oh, always all a blur yeah, yeah. some of the pandemic was. didn't happen yeah Honestly, yeah, like, yeah, last year is kind of just a blip and i think most people's memories at this point <laughs> just <laughs> 2019 happened. then 2021 yeah happened in 2020. yeah 2020 is not a year that existed <laughs> <laughs> so just to confirm with everybody john Wu was the director okay for okay yeah yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah but anyways so that transition now things are somewhat back to normal for you oh yeah there there things are starting to pick up business wise and it's like i mean shoots of course are also like picking up so it's like i think towards the end of the pandemic before the vaccine came out they like pr- made a uh, the film industry more of a, a what was it called like a priority job or more, yeah it was more prioritized yeah. and like like they had the rules established too right where like mm-hmm. everybody on set was being tested like the day they showed up and stuff so like yeah they were social distancing everybody except the actors only certain people could be on the set at a time like only essential people basically mm-hmm. to yeah keep there was the numbers a, down a lot more regulations that like yeah provide some kind of like guideline yeah exactly yeah so they kind of adapted but it came a little late though you know <laughs> but yeah yeah I, I would yeah i would say i started seeing like production start picking up yeah around that time too like just from like social media and like the buzz of like yeah and speaking of production have you been on or done anything lately uh the last thing was like a a student film like maybe two weeks ago uh-huh yeah that was when me and amanda were on we we're talking about that last yeah. week so oh. javi was on this <laughs> yeah javi was the dp all right javi. oh nice yeah, that was okay. me <laughs> right, javi. Oh, dude. how about that so how how did it go pretty good i mean as good as a, a student film can go it's like <laughs> i would say it went pretty smooth for a student film yeah, yeah. there was definitely you know I, I would say like the first day was was not planned out properly would be my assessment you know but you find that with student films yeah, you know, that's the first pretty, day is that's always kind of rough. It's pretty common. Yeah. The second day went super smooth, I felt. Yeah. The second day was like, everything was on time. We got out on time. You know, 
Yeah. It was it was very well well taken care of that day, but the first day was a little whatever, but I was just chilling that day, so oh, okay. <laughs> it didn't matter to me. He like, was the well you gaffing, right? I was gaffing, but like, you know, my light kit only I only have what, like four or five lights. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you, yeah you weren't doing a bunch <laughs> so, of So minimum you know, four lights set up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, like yeah. there's only so much I can do. Yeah. Yeah. So. True. But as far as uh production production, you're you've been kinda nothing's really other than because uh, of the pandemic, obviously you haven't had any yeah, th- there. there wasn't as much like production for me that I've been on. Uh-huh. But um, um, I'm trying to remember, but <laughs> yeah, I, I can't even remember. Was last a blur. Year. No, I get it. <laughs> like Zach said, it was a blip. It just yeah, it's it's the blip. Just, it never yeah. happened. It's like exactly. I'm sure something happened, but I don't remember. <laughs> I want to take it back really quick with you. Um, do you remember the first time we met? Like high school or yeah. like no. I remember seeing you, but we never really like. So talked. I, so I remember Javi vividly. If you guys, I don't know if you two remember, Javi had super, super long hair. I remember oh, yeah. him with long hair. Javi had yeah. really long hair, and then when he was in high school, it was even longer. I have a picture of him right when yeah. we were uh, we were shooting at my house. The Hell Hath No Fury movie. I don't know if you remember that, Javi. Yeah, no, yeah, I do. And it was super fucking hot in my room, dude. Like, <laughs> like you know, there's like twelve people in there. Oh yeah, and it's summertime, and it's fucking boiling you know because we can't have all the that ac body. on all the body yeah. heat all that stuff Ugh. so i had brought in these these huge uh like carpet cleaner grade fans where they just blow massive amounts of air just like yeah a lot so i have this picture of javi sitting right in front of it and he's doing like the supermodel pose the, the supermodel fabio <laughs> hair in the wind <laughs> i gotta find that photo. Put, to. we gotta, oh, put, it we gotta, we gotta put it on instagram we gotta put it on instagram um <laughs> but anyways um we uh in my high school me and javi graduated the same year at our high school, we had like this media club that did all the schools like uh, digital media as far as uh, videos and stuff like that. And we would have our own version of like uh, the film festival, but it was called like, um, oh my gosh, Smackdown or something. It oh, went off of WWE. Okay. And I remember something stupid. Of course. Of course. It <laughs> Why wouldn't it? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> something stupid. I remember handing out these flyers for our club and Javi walks up and I was just like, Dude, this this guy's got super long hair, right? Mm-hmm. You noticed your hair, Javi. No, he no, no. Well, here's why. He was here's like, why? Man, I wish I had locks like that. <laughs> so I remember Javi, and Javi's answer was, "Oh man, I wish I would join." But you were really involved with Avid, correct? Yeah, that I remember because yeah, Javi couldn't take Avid and that class at the same time. Fast forward two years, I'm at RCC, and my first film class is with long-haired Javi, and I'm like. Long-haired hobby. <laughs> I'm like, it's hobby. <laughs> like, it's that guy. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was, I knew. I was like, I remember him. Right. That first class, our first RCC class together, it was the writing class. Oh my! Oh, God. And we had a Russian teacher, and yeah. this class, mine and Hobby's <laughs> class, was so awful. That this girl quit RCC and left. That was the year after I took her to. I remember yeah. that drama, dude. Oh my god. We were so awful. It wasn't me and Javi that were necessarily the bad people, but I think me and Javi still let it happen. Was playing along with what was going on. Right. Well, what happened? Okay, you, so, um, you were involved by not not doing doing anything. anything. Describe yeah. the night. She, so someone she no, no. just quit. Well, it, it was a couple of weeks going into this. Um, okay. First off, I had a problem with this class because she wanted us to buy this certain script writing program. Right. Uh, do you guys remember some of the script? final draft? Right. Final draft. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. She was obsessed with that. This final draft script writing program is two hundred ninety nine dollars. Uh, I don't think it's that expensive. Now it's not. But I, then it was. 
she was won like ninety nine dollars. Yeah, it was a hundred bucks back then. I bought it with the student discount for that class because I figured. Okay, oh, re- regardless, nice to have. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was like a hundred bucks. bucks to a college it was student. To a college well student. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically, I, I what I'm saying. That. What I'm saying is, as much as I liked the film industry, I was just like, I'm still kind of dabbling in what if I wanted to really pursue that, or I was also trying to pursue getting my uh, educational degree. Yeah, right. So I was doing that route too, and so I'm like, oh man, it's a hundred bucks. So I really want to do this. And then I found this other program that does the exact same free. Was that, it Celtics? It was Celtics. Yeah. It's, it does the exact same thing for free. Everyone used Celtics. I think Javi used Celtics. I'm yeah, not reminding. I, I, I used She got too. so upset because she saw that Celtics does this little indention on the side of the page and a true script writing script or a script writing or like a script you would uh, put in. Uh, give Something in, you would turn in yeah, to turn a studio. In, wouldn't have that little indent yes. or whatever. And I was just like, you got to be kidding me. I know. She wanted you guys to be professional. But, but, but No, shut up, Chris. Defense. It's not like that. <laughs> no, Chris, it's not you're right. Like that. You're right. In her defense, in the real world, you're held to that standard. I get it. I get it. But so was... she's trying to prepare you to be involved lady in that world. Quiz. She's like, man, I'm trying to prepare these Okay, so that's, that's where it started, right? So people uh. are like, man, F this. She's really not accepting our script. And she's going to give us a, a, a failing grade because we didn't buy this $100 program. Yeah, you know, which that I don't agree with. If you right. can't afford the software, like that shouldn't be. So included. that's where it started. Then we had yeah. two particular people that I'll name right now, but I'll take out of the air. We can bleep uh, it. We'll bleep it. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> so it's me, Javi, and in that class, and a bunch of other people. Wait, wasn't there the other guy that was fighting with? Kind of. Yeah, but I thought that was no. Was with, and then there's another guy fighting. These three guys gave her a run for her money, dude. Like. Anything she said, they'd do the opposite, <laughs> like intentionally. Like she'd want something from Final Draft, they'd bring it in Celtics. She wanted it to be two pages, they'd make it a page. Oh, she, yeah, my and it just God. it just burned her. Like you could see it eating away at her, right? Until this poor woman. Until dude. one night she comes in, she's like, "I called RCC, you know, PD. I want you and you out, and this will be my last class tonight." And so that's how I remember, like Javi, the first that couple was your times, first class yeah. with Javi. Dude. Yeah. Do you remember more of that class, more or less? Uh, kind of. I just remember there was like a huge argument with the guy and like uh, the professor. Like, yeah, it was pretty rough. <laughs> Roman, <laughs> for all that can't see, obviously, because we're doing a podcast, Roman's across the room just shaking his head like you guys are awful. <laughs> no, it sucks too because I took that class literally like a semester before you guys, and I actually really liked that class and that teacher. She wasn't a bad teacher. I just it was one of those things where the momentum of the class was really lost in the first couple of classes. It sounds like you just had a bad mixture of people in Basically. that class. Because like when I took it, I think I took it with uh, Howie. If you guys remember Howie, yeah, I think I, I took Howie. it with Howie. I took it with uh, Scott, Scott Turner. I'm trying to think of some other big people that were in that class. I can't remember. I think most of them weren't. And but you guys had, a, you guys. But were we fine. had a good mix, and we enjoyed yeah. ourselves in that class. Uh, so I'm kind of shocked because like. I was surprised when I heard what happened because uh-huh. I was like, "Really?" Because she was such a good teacher. Like, and I the troublemakers it. weren't like the the just fresh out of high school students. It was the older guys yeah, that were being dude, stupid. Because uh, he who well, shall not be named was yeah. in his like forties. <laughs> well, those <laughs> like, two shit. in particular, yeah, yeah, they both like stirring always, the pot. Yeah, I yeah. would say that. Yeah, that particular person was always a troublemaker, <laughs> for sure. Anyways. Yeah, that's the first time I remember meeting you oh, and actually remembering who you were and like that's Javi and oh, wow. talking to him and everything. But yeah, the hair, the hair actually made the me hair. immediately remember Javi. Yeah, I remembered you with long hair. Like 
it was so weird when you cut it because all I all I saw you with was long hair. Yeah, and like I didn't really know you like that back then, but I just remember, oh yeah, this guy's long hair. That's cool. And like this was back when I had short hair, so like we kind of swapped a little bit. <laughs> and then but, he with the pandemic, you kind of grew your hair out again. And then I saw him and I was like, Javi, you look weird. And he's like, <laughs> what? And I'm like, oh, you were first with long hair, and then you have you already cut your hair again. Yeah. Yeah, that a work it just thing? got way too long, huh? Is that a work thing? Do they make you cut your hair? Oh, work, no, I, I I just, it got in my way when I ate. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'll do it. That, that'll was... do it. Have you that'll heard of it. a hair tie, Javi? <laughs> um, I tried them once. Once. <laughs> hey, have you guys man. seen how long Boone's hair is getting? I know Zach's yeah, hair is long. Yeah, he's growing it out, But too. Boone's hair is getting very long. I feel like I've seen a lot of, like, males experimenting with, like, growing their hair out in the pandemic. <sighs> I can't do it. That and beards. I see I a lot of people who don't grow beards growing beards and a lot of people with hair, too. Longer hair. Yeah, no, I if anything, I'm getting grayer in the pandemic. <laughs> oh, I've gotten grow, grayer. I don't want to sure. grow my hair out. Grayer? Yeah. You got gray hair? Yeah, on the side right here, if you really look. I have gray hair. Oh. I've I, <laughs> oh. I, I'm not that dr- I just have some gray strands that show up every now and then. I think I have one gray hair. Oh Chris. On this <laughs> <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't you age beautifully. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, like a fine wine, Rob. Like fine yeah. wine. Like a fine wine. All right, Javi, do you remember meeting us? Any? Well, obviously, we had the first. Uh... Yeah. I know for Chris, like, what was it? Was No, it wasn't the 48 class. I think I think I just met you because. Um... It was the 38 class. I remember you. Well, first time, my earliest memory of you, for some reason, is you walking in and you had a C, the C100. Yeah. And I was like, what camera is that? I'd never seen a camera like that before. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what is that? And I was like super curious. And I remember having a conversation with you about it. That's when we became best friends. Did he come <laughs> off intimidating to you? Well, actually a little bit. Because I remember hey, I was that's debating like three on... for three now, Chris. <laughs> yeah. What are, what are three I, I, for three. <laughs> no, because like when I first met Chris, it was on uh, Manny's film. Like I was, I think I was a PA, I think, or doing sound. Oh, the, the Spanish one. Yeah. So I was helping on that, and I was you were D- DP. I was the DP on that one. I love that movie, dude. Yeah. Like, that's one of my favorite uh, movies I've shot, actually. Shout out to Manny. I hope he's doing good. He got married. Oh, yeah. I, I saw that. Yeah. That I, I wasn't expecting that so soon. <laughs> I know. Either. I hope he's doing good. Anyways, yeah, yeah. continue. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, after that set, I was like, oh, like, I want to shoot a film, but, like, I want to ask Chris, because he did such a good job, right? Yeah. So it's like... I was kind of like debating on like asking you like I don't know if you remember that whole interaction. No, I don't. I yeah, don't. it was like I, I think you just said did, like yeah, like you'll did help. he tell you no to? <gasps> he told you yes. Yeah, he said yes. Son of a bitch. It, see, <laughs> I was still naive. Was, God, <laughs> I I feel like Chris like for the most part, if he believes that you can kind of put a film together, he'll work with you. But it's just that getting past that initial. Uh, no asking wonder. Him, no wonder it took me three films. It's no, hard. Geez. It's hard to like we've talked about it before, but it's hard to ask you that question for whatever oh, man. reason. I, I don't know. Like why. I've thought about asking you before too, but it's just like uh, like back then it was like I don't know. <laughs> it was, <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's the army shorts, the camo shorts. Yeah, I guess they're intimidating. So. I guess so. Yeah, no, what, I just what think movie you were was the... that? It was oh, uh, that was the uh, Angel Baby. Oh, I like the, that. Are you sure it wasn't? One? It wasn't Rock of Love or whatever. That one was after. Okay, so how many movies have we shot? Uh, me and Javi have worked together a lot, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, I haven't directed as many. Uh huh. It was mainly like I know I helped you a lot, and like you helped me. Oh, geez. He's, I've only helped him sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, Javi? Uh, oh, 
because I can't I can't remember all of the films. <laughs> well, there was okay, a, okay. there was a lot of films you right. guys were the, on. The first film, the first film uh, Javi helped me on uh, was Feral, the one ri- ri- oh. written by uh, Richard. Oh, Richard yeah. wrote that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a werewolf movie. It's on Amazon, by the way, starring Chris Robinson. Go <laughs> 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 plug that. Yeah, I mean it's a college movie. It's like nice it's, plug. Nice it's plug. Probably. I feel like that's the first movie where I felt like I made a real movie. Okay. Like with like quality. Like, like with with quality. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We shot that one. Then I don't know if we shot Angel Baby before that or after that. I think it was before. It, it was Angel Baby. Then after that was Feral. Okay. And then it was Rock of Love. Joy of Rock. Joy of Rock. Sorry. <laughs> Rock of Love with the what was the stupid What's the MTV movie show? where where um Jose was the son, and like. Oh, that's that's Angel Baby. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, that is okay. Yeah, I wrote that. Okay, I remember <laughs> having a conversation with Javi because uh, in Angel Baby, like the mom passes away, right? And it's the older brother and the younger sister, right? Yeah. And the older brother's kind of taking care of his sister, and then they go to their favorite restaurant that they used to go to with the mom. Mm-hmm. She sings, right? And then like she has a vision of her her passed away mom with the son or whatever. But I remember there was a scene in the movie. That I was like, Javi, you gotta take that out. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, Javi wrote in that the the brother was like an alcoholic or something like that. Oh, I don't know if it was alcoholic. Yeah, it might have been something cause, else. Because it was supposed to be. Because there's a scene where he he picks her up from from the house or or he takes her to school in the morning, and after he drops her off, he takes his bottle of uh, vodka out while he's driving, <laughs> <laughs> drinks it, <laughs> oh. and then puts it under the seat. Oh you know? man! And uh, it's supposed to hint that he has like a drinking problem, but there's only like two. There, I think that's the only scene where he drinks alcohol. Okay, right? Wait, I don't remember this. What? <laughs> I talked you out of it. I was like, Javi, this is, makes no sense. <laughs> Why would he be drinking alcohol while he's driving? And this is the only scene where he's drinking alcohol, <laughs> right? <laughs> and you're like, well, he's depressed because the mom died, and I was just like, no. <laughs> wow, I really don't. Remember that. <laughs> maybe it was that bad <laughs> well how many years ago is that now that's probably what, um, eight years ago now maybe nine years ago it was a long time ago dude it was like eight years yeah i think because it, it i waited a year before doing my first film uh-huh. yeah i started it in 2012 so like 2013 sounds about right okay i think mm-hmm. <laughs> man what's the other movie we shot the one with chris robinson where he falls in love with the his imagination imaginary girlfriend oh um Oh, what's it called? Jesse? Jesse, that's it. Yeah. yeah. I co-directed that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I forgot the name, but I co-directed it. <laughs> that's a good movie, too. But Javi, Javi was D- you were DP on that. Yeah, or Camop DP? I forget. You were DP. Okay. I think I, you know, well, me, I'm like a little, I'm a little, little bit controlling. So yeah. I'm like, I like that light over there. Let's, uh, you know, let's move it a little bit over here or that. And Javi's just so like, okay, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah. I, I can make it work. Yeah. yeah. Javi's so laid back on set, dude. Like, it's, Oh, yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah. It's like, Javi's that light look fine? Yeah, it looks good. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> it's like, I'll make it look good. I don't know if that's good or bad, but, uh, you know, I guess Hugo will find out. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, my God. That is big, big Shot, on the set two weeks ago, huh? Shots fired. Shots fired. Damn, dude. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Oh, man. Yeah. But I feel like we've been on, like, a bunch of sets together that weren't even our film, but we just... Oh, I mean, we've worked everyone, together all the yeah, time. All... Oh, we shot Sawman. You shot Sawman. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That, I think that was one of the last ones, right? I think that was the last film where me and you worked together as 
I'm director, on the camera and your DP. Team? Yeah. No, he was oh, no, DP no, no, on no. that. You guys worked together in the same camera group though for Amanda's film, right? The magician. Yeah. I forgot the name. The, the oh yeah, magician? the good magician. The good, the good magician. magician. I was DP on that one. And he was. He Were was you my AC? Mm, or actually, was. no. I was like the producer for that one. That's right. I was really pissed at you. I thought one day though you were cam hopping. One day I thought you did come in and you did uh, steady cam for that film. Uh huh. No, I don't. Mm. Or am I thinking of another? It might be a different one. I got so mad at Javi when we were shooting um, the magician movie because he wasn't your no because okay so we're shooting outside uh, we're shooting on the RCC campus right yeah we're, we're going to be shooting this scene where the building is supposed to be on fire mm-hmm. okay okay. Obviously, we don't have the budget mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. to do that, you know. So, you know, I'm thinking, okay, well, what we can do is we can get these lights, you know, like some RGB lights and like shoot fire onto yes. the building mm-hmm. and then in post add the fake fire so that, you know, you have the glow and then you have the fire and so yeah, on, right? Yeah. So this particular area is like a little quad area. And uh, in this in this quad area, there's these big lights, the, you know, street lamps. Right. And we got to shoot at nighttime. The fire effect's not going to sell if we have these giant floodlights flooding in. So I had asked Javi and and Troy, right? You guys were the, the producers? Yes. Javi and, and your roommate, Troy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, I, what we need is we need something to cover these, like some plastic bags. We need a ladder to get up there so we can put these things on. Right. And I asked him that, like, oh, well, I don't know, like a, a month. Uh, two months before we shot and reminded you a couple times and then the day of the shoot no ladder no coverings for the for oh, the lights man. that was one of the last things you guys thought of and i was like oh my gosh so i had to like uh i ended up ghetto rigging it was so bad dude i mean <laughs> it was pretty dangerous I it remember. was it was very dangerous so uh-huh. what i ended up doing was getting uh the gobo arms right from the from the c-stands and i attached them like in a row and made just a giant <laughs> A like big a, flag, like, like a, a gi- circular flag, like or a giant, no, like a giant stick to hold a flag up in yeah. front of the light, just to cover the oh, light. Oh, I see. And this thing is going up like thirty feet, you know, and it's oh, yeah, it's yeah, way yeah, too yeah. high, it's way too windy. I don't yeah. know. It's way too wrong. Yeah. Oh my. So God. like while we're shooting too, it's like waving in the wind, so so the light <laughs> will come in and then come out. I had to make sure everyone was clear of that area. I, Man, I, I was so, so mad. I was like, oh. I asked him to do one thing. Yeah, this is the one thing I requested. Didn't do it. Okay, Javi. There, that was the rant too. Actually, huh? it's okay. Here we go. It's just a segment on our podcast called the rant. Don't worry. <laughs> Sorry, Javi. I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't know those were pressed Javi's feelings were going to come out. <laughs> it just came out. So it just came out. It was like a flood. Javi's like, "What do I even say back to this?" Yeah, he's speechless. I'm sorry, Javi. What What's your favorite part about like working with all that gear? Like, is there something like when you're working with it that you're just like, "Man, like this is this is so cool that I get to do this." Actually, yeah, like one of the things I started like doing is like like just getting hands on my hands on like these nicer cameras. Like one of the latest ones is like the uh what was it? The Alexa Mini LF. So it's like a large format version of the Mini. Mm-hmm. And um they have a lot of lenses, so like I've got to like uh throw those on a, like a projector and like kind of get measurements out of it to make sure that the the lens is still accurate as far as like getting focus. Oh, that's cool, dude. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of the technical stuff. Yeah. So let me ask you this. You know, working with all this, this you know, with all the technical technicalities on, on these cameras and stuff like that, do you like, what do you prefer? Do you prefer, because, you know, you've done a lot of DP work, you've done a lot of set work, mm-hmm. but you're also doing a lot of, like, technical, still in film industry, but, like, not 
particularly on set, but you know, working with the equipment, rental house, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. What do you, you know? How are you feeling? Like, do you miss? I know you said you miss doing the film stuff, but like, what do you prefer? Like, if you were to choose a career right now, somebody just said, "All right, you're going to either stay in this industry, oh, yeah, or or same industry, but like take this different path, DP stuff." What would you do? I mean, I'm kind of in the middle because I kind of like coloring too. So it's like I'm be- like between coloring and like camoping or DP work. Mm-hmm. I mean, my main goal is like directing, but like that won't be like as often as like the other like gigs, you know? Yeah. Yeah, probably like camera work, even if it's just like AC, like that would be like the most common job that I can see myself doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you do. You, I mean, obviously you get enjoyment out of it, but yeah. Why do you want to be like halfway director though? <laughs> why not try to be <laughs> directing all the time? All I or mean, nothing, bro. I mean, I need money. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, yeah. it's hard. It's well, not easy. Well, also, I kind of get the feeling that you're kind of like a techie when it comes to cameras. Like, you like learning about all, like, the ins and outs and, like, the technicalities of cameras and stuff. And, like, obviously, that's going to make you do better in your job as, mm-hmm. like, a cam op or AC or DP even. You know what I mean? Like, knowing the ins and outs of all the technicalities of the camera. Like, I feel like it's just going to make you more efficient at your job. And yeah. so like, I feel like that's kind of, from what you've been saying, that's kind of the stuff you're learning at, at your current job, which which is pretty cool, honestly. Like, Yeah. You know, cameras are extremely complicated, like um, pieces of gear, like cinema cameras. There's a lot that goes into them. So, I love building them, like building out the rig. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. like one of my favorite yeah, things Yeah, I've to noticed do. about you, that's like you're, you set a whole day aside to do it. You have a time, not because you have to also, but you enjoy doing that well i just it's because it's like a little puzzle you know and it's like mm-hmm. well this set needs you know you, you kind of look at all the elements that your set needs that day yeah and then you go okay well how can i make this the most efficient compact because you know there's when you're on set and you know as you guys know like when you're working you know a film day it's like it, time is money you need to hurry yeah. up everything needs to be as fast as it can go and then as clean as it can be you know so mm-hmm. um you don't want to be jumbled up with like having too much stuff so you minimize it, right? So like yeah. building your rig so that it's as compact and as usable as possible. I don't know. I just like I, I you know, obviously I, I love cameras. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I want to collect, you know, I want to collect an Alexa. I want to have a collection of cinema cameras. Right. But, but I, I I want each one to be set up ready to go if I want to shoot with it. Set up know? for like a specific purpose. Yeah, like, exactly. If I'm sh- going to be sh- doing these type of shots, I'm going to use this rig or. Ah, yeah. 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 That's that'd be cool, dude. That that would be that would be neat. That is that is interesting. Like coming from a sound perspective, right? Because sound is pretty straightforward. We don't really do any like cool like setups like that. All of our setups are pretty much the same. Like I can only the only difference I would say is maybe a boom op. You know, if they're fortunate enough to have like a uh, a rig where they have the actual like uh, a monitor for themselves that they can look at to see the frame. Because yeah. that is a thing that uh, some productions will do, which I think is extremely cool. But other than that, there's nothing really interesting about, like, a sound rig. It's all pretty much kind of the standard setup. So that is cool that, like, the camera department, it is very modular to kind of fit your needs. Like Yeah. Like, from a techie perspective, because I'm kind of techie, too, like, that, that's just kind of cool. Like, okay, I have this, 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 and this tool, and I can put them all together on my rig, and I can do this. Like, that's that's really cool. Like, whenever I see you guys setting up your cameras, I'm just like, like, I'll look, and I'm kind of like... I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm intrigued. Like, I'm like, this is cool. All these little parts yeah. they're putting on. A- like, ADs don't get to do that. So that's like, kind of, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's, it, it is kind of cool. I get to sit there and watch with my clipboard. Like, it's not that, yeah. you know? You get different stickers on your clipboard. 
Yeah, basically, (laughs) it's not that is that looks way it looks just more fun to do. (laughs) No, it does, dude. Really, sound. It's like okay, here's my recorder, here's my microphone. Where do you want me to point it? (laughs) Let me know when we're rolling. Here's a lab. Where do you want me to stick it? (laughs) (laughs) I think the funny thing about cameras are though, like it could be an extremely cheap camera, but as soon as you put a mat box on it, a little cage, you know, a little this and that looks rigged out. People look at it, they go, "Man, that thing looks expensive." (laughs) You know, you guys remember my my uh, uh, mini chingon? I was just yeah. gonna bring that up right now. All right, so that's what it is. Is it's a little uh, A sixty one hundred or fifty one hundred? It's a little Sony camera, like a little pocket Sony camera. Okay, interchangeable lens, APS C size sensor. It's like super. It's like a thirty five millimeter. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have you know just over the years of of getting like camera stuff and and like gear. I have like a little Lego box filled with. I have like a little mat box. I have like a little some rails, you know, a little hand grip, things like that. An old yeah. monitor, my, my first little lily put monitor that I bought. <laughs> that still works, by the way, which hey, is I crazy. Used to, I used to use this rig for uh, Robbie Vlogs. <laughs> oh, yeah. It worked. It was great. Well, you didn't use this rig. Not you used the, the full camera. thing, but the camera. You used the camera. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a decent okay. camera. It's a, it's a really nice camera. So yeah. I, I rigged this up just for fun, like where we're in the lab, and I was like, I'm just going to rig this thing up. So I just rigged it up with my Legos <laughs> just, just to do it. And I had this tiny little cinema rig. Yeah. And yeah. I remember students coming in going, whoa like they were like their eyes were like humongous yeah. you know oh, i want that and i'm just thinking like this camera is not that <laughs> right, <laughs> right 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 <laughs> what you could sell for on ebay and fool people I oh yeah oh dude. man i just want to know huh a 6100 <laughs> cinema rig and cinema then, like, rig have yeah. it all rigged out what words can do yeah seriously that's and then you insane. get all the people who actually know like just talking shit on it like well, the camera is shit dog i'm not selling it to the people who know <laughs> now he's just trying to get True. it to that one True. mom oh, yeah he's trying to get it to that mom who's trying to get their kid into film because yeah. you know and <laughs> dude walk that rig into like a, a a high school film like you know what i mean oh, like my, media group our, our high school would have duh like we would have bought it yeah totally yeah, can we get like 12 of those like <laughs> yeah. totally been sold on that whole setup so rob you were you were in the media club yeah and our camcorders were literally they were camcorders the whole uh uh when you would um it, the, the lens is already on the camera and you just it's wide uh yeah, it's just yeah, just camcorders. Like they're not, they weren't even DSLR. <laughs> so, how, did you get into the the media club when you were in high school? With no, I wanted to. No, he but... wanted to. The whole avid thing. His elective mm. wasn't uh, able. You weren't able to take the two electives at the same time, basically. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much because my schedule was full. So, you, was film your first film at RCC? Was that your first like real film? Like not real film, but like the first time you've attempted to make a movie? Uh, well, no, I attempted the at the horror fest too. That was technically my first one, besides the one minute. The one with your sister at the end? Yeah. Okay, I remember that. <laughs> it's like, that's the one. It's, wow. It's, okay, can you can you explain the plot? What, what the plot was? Is there a link? Could people go see it? No. <laughs> <laughs> that means yes, but he doesn't you know want to. You, you know what we need to have is Mike Moreno on the show? Because Mike Moreno does the impression of your sister at the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's so, it's so spot on. <laughs> Hey guys, Rob here. I hope you're enjoying today's podcast. It was really fun to record and have Javi on as a guest. He's one of our near dear friends that uh, we've known for a while. Right about now, we're probably taking a break. And since we don't have a sponsor yet, and that's what this slot is for, I'm probably just going to talk. Yeah. Yeah, I got nothing. Uh, Back to the show. 
All right. So Zach, while we're taking our break, was explaining how he would get women by playing guitar in high school. Oh my God. Continue. So first of all, I dated the same girl throughout almost my entire high school experience. So that didn't happen. (laughs) Second of all, no, like, okay. So what you're saying, (laughs) what you're saying was I'm the guy who learned one song, right? Yeah. The, 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 I mean, that, the, yeah, the guy who like just learns just enough so that they go, oh, he knows how to play. Right. It's like, it's just like a gimmick, you know? So I was like that a little bit because like I grew up, you know, listening to metal and stuff. So when I brought a guitar to school, like obviously I can't play metal at school because I can't play an electric guitar. Yeah. So I, you know, playing on acoustic and stuff, like you, I, I wasn't into it. So I only learned like a couple of songs. Well, what would have been that song? I guess back in high school when I was playing acoustic, it probably would have been. So I had to learn, because I was in chamber music in high school, so I played classical guitar. Sure. So I could play, you know, uh, Dust in the Wind. That was one of the songs we did, so that was, like, my go-to. I guess uh, a song called Classical Gas, which is actually a really fun, uh, like, like kind of Spanish guitar piece. And then uh, System of a Down. Um, what's that one song? Yes. Uh, the acoustic song. Aerials in the Aerials? No, 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 no. Um, that is Aerials. No, 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 no. It starts out acoustic, oh. but no, a system of a down has an all acoustic song. Um, I'm trying I to. I can't think. remember the name of it right now. Okay, dude, I I went through like a hardcore yeah system of a down stage. I did man, too. Like that's all I listened to for months. Saw them twice. Really? I saw them twice. Those were the first. I those, saw them twice too. Those concerts were the concerts where I was actually kind of scared. I'd get I'd get hurt. Really? Uh-huh. You get a little rough, huh? Yeah, yeah it's, it's really bad. Man, but they had some good uh, songs. On, oh, they had jams. So man. I saw them, so I saw them twice. I saw them once in San Diego, and I met their, uh, I met Serge's brother there. Okay. Because um, his brother was in the crowd, and we recognized him because, so let me backtrack. So before I ever saw them live, Serge, uh, back when he went on his own as a solo artist, mm-hmm. he had a, a CD signing event at a Best Buy out in uh, Glendale. So me and my friend showed up there to obviously meet Serge and get get him to sign our shit. And we got there like really early in the morning. We were the first people in line. And so like we waited for like six hours for the event, right? So the event comes and like we're kind of disappointed because there's no photo op. It's just literally like you buy the CD, he signs it, he signs a poster, you get, you leave, right? Yeah, so no picture. So no picture. So we're kind of disappointed, but we're just like hanging out at the end of the line, right? And we're like, hey, maybe we can try to get a picture like if we just hang out for the end so we hang out for the end and like we see his brother so his brother comes and talks to us and and he's like man you guys have been here since like five in the morning we're like yeah he's like man you guys are so dedicated and his brother's just talking with us like just a super cool normal dude right yeah and so the end of the event comes and his brother's like hold on let me let me try to hook you guys up so he goes and he talks to serge and he like waves us to go back, and so we go back, and Serge is just there, and he's just like, "You guys have been here all day." Like he, and he literally he touched each of our foreheads. He was like, "Are you guys all okay?" Like, are you guys- <laughs> <That's> dope, <laughs> like, all, you losers. And get we're, out just, of here. we're just all starstruck. We're like, "It's fucking Serge!" Like, how cool yeah. is that? So we just like took a picture and like talked to him for a few minutes and stuff. And then, um, so fast forward to this uh, San Diego show, his brother actually recognized us. And so, like, we were talking before the show and shit, and, like, we were all the way at the front. Uh, so, like, we were right up on the actual, I guess, uh, let's see if I can pull the picture, but we were right up on the uh, um, the rails right before the stage. So, we had, like, front, like, right there. Yeah, front and stage. Dude, like, we were standing right in front of uh, Shava, where the, uh, the bassist. Yeah. We were yeah. standing right in front of the bassist, so we saw, like, a really good shot of him for the, most of the show, but it was... 
it was great, dude. And then the second time we saw them, not as great seats because the tickets were super expensive, but we saw them at the Hollywood Bowl. That's yeah. where I saw them. Oh, you saw it? So we I went to the, whole, that, yeah, we the, went the same, same show probably. That was the first but, time I saw them, though. Yeah, dude, that was great, too. The mm-hmm. Hollywood Bowl, like... You remember uh, Darren? He did that cover yeah, of uh, yeah, Angel, yeah, Angel Baby. Baby. Yeah, <laughs> that was so dope, dude. But you know what? The openers kind of sucked on that show. It weren't oh. the greatest. So it was, um, God, what is? Uh, what's that band? Um, I don't even remember Zach. I just remember going to the Hollywood Bowl. I don't, no, not I don't that. Remember the... The, well, the band is called Palms, but the lead singer of it, he's like from a huge band that people love. Red Hot Chili Peppers. No, no, my dream, my dream, right there. He's from uh, no, like if I say this band, you, you all of you are gonna be like, oh yeah, that guy, like Deftones. The okay, guy, the, mm-hmm. the, the the main guy behind Deftones, he started a side project called Palms. They were just terrible live, dude. Like, <laughs> like literally, the whole vibe of the place was just like, what the fuck is going on? And then, like, finally, system came on. They're and like, it was boo, all good. bring system out. <laughs> I don't think people were actively booing, but they just weren't into it, dude. And like, I don't know if Deftone sucks live, but yeah, Palms was not good live. So you've seen System twice, yeah. And he met Surge. And all this, and, I and, met Surge. and he's tight with his brother. All this to serenade a girl. <laughs> no, no, no. Just kidding. This was after high school, man. What's what's the biggest show you've ever been to? The biggest show I've ever been to was well, I guess it was more of a festival. Was the Warp Tour when my band oh, did the nice. Battle of the Bands? But um, nice. Weezer, Weezer, Weezer. I would say, seen Weezer. Really would love to see the Chili Peppers someday in my life. Oh yeah, that's my that's on my bucket list. That's a bucket list for me. Yeah. Um, seen ACDC when they did that. Uh, that new album tour, like a couple years back. Oh yeah, that was garbage. Everyone just wanted to go to hear the original songs. Uh, seen <laughs> so was just in the audience disappointed. Or <laughs> yeah, <what>? basically <laughs> play Highway to Hell already. They didn't play any of their hits. No, of course. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like they played they played their new album first, and everyone's like, "All right, great," you know. And then like they started singing Back in Black, and it's just like, "Here's the actual concert." Yeah, like the- here's all your fans, you know, like here, you know, right. Right, right. It was one of those scenarios. And I've been to enough concerts where you could kind of read the crowd. I've been to concerts that were just got... Have you guys ever seen Three Days Grace? No. I actually have. They're awful. Yeah, they're not they good. They are awful live. Yeah. Uh, there's They have a very... You'll know this song. The song Pain. I don't know. Pain, pain without, without love. Pain. Can't get enough. Okay, yeah. never mind. Yeah. So Do you know, what, do like you know they, what song they're talking about, Javi? I do, yeah. I forget the name, but yeah. yeah like, they had pain. some really good songs They had back really in the good day, songs. They just said it's called Pain. And, and for the record, they had really good songs on their records, and they, it sounded good, but when I saw them live, awful. Yeah. Wow. Awful. You know, another band that, like, I was really disappointed in how they sounded was actually, uh, it's kind of a, more of a niche band, but I would say, like, growing up in SoCal, like, this was kind of a bigger band growing up. Uh, um, oh, my God, why can't I think of it right now? That, uh, it's a Christian rock band. Uh, oh, P.O.D. P.O.D. Yeah, P.O.D. Dude, they suck. Seen, I've seen them a couple <laughs> times. P.O.D. And it might have been the venue because I saw them at a. Uh, so it was like a big Christian because one of my friends he's really into like Christian rock. Harvest Crusade. So it That's wasn't Harvest Crusade. Oh, okay. They sounded better at Harvest because it well, was it's, open, it's open. Open yeah. the air. They sound better there. I feel like P.O.D. is like the only Christian rock band that really went mainstream, right? Like that kind of uh, like uh, I would skillet. say them and skillet skillet went mainstream them and skillet uh, evanescence um, life, went mainstream life house fly evanescence leaf. is a christian band mm-hmm. yeah fly, fly leaf, leaf another um, christian band red kind of got a good start and then they yeah. just fell off 
So the show I went to was actually at the House of Blues in Anaheim, and it was uh, it was P.O.D. Mm-hmm. Flyleaf. Unfortunately, they're the their good singer from back in the day. Yeah. She wasn't there anymore. She left the band. Oh, okay. But uh, it was Red Flyleaf P.O.D. and um, some rapper that was actually really good. That's not a bad concert. But no, it, the, everybody sounded great except for P.O.D. Yeah. Once P.O.D. started playing, me and my friends literally left. It was unbearable. <laughs> like it, it, so it, bad. It, it and out of our ears, out of all dude, those bands, they kind of have ears. Out of all those bands, they don't have as many hits. P.O.D. They say. just have like uh, that song about the kids. What is that song? Youth of a Nation. Youth of the, the Nation. Nation. That song is that song slams. Uh-huh. And then there's another song that's really good too. But I say like, Skillet has more. Skillet has some pretty big. And Flyleaf has some pretty big ones. Flyleaf's too. The, their main one is that All Around Me song. Yeah. That's like that and So Sick. I think. Oh yeah. Or another. I'm so sick. Yeah, that song. Yeah. Oh jeez. She was great back <laughs> was in great. the day, man. It's unfortunate she, what she happened. She was really with her, great. But um, I remember. Oh, it's all corn. Corn live. Oh, I would imagine they Corn. don't sound very good live. They don't. They yeah. don't. Well, and what inspired me to go see them was, do you guys remember watching MTV back in the day when MTV would do their unplugged stuff? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Korn's unplugged album is freaking fantastic. Yeah. And then they have Evanescence on half of it. Oh. And she's even, like, Jamie makes Lee. it better. Yeah, dude. And I'm just like, oh, I got to go see these guys. I saw them live. And I'm like, huh. They're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Acoustic how, huh? Well, yeah. if you listen to their music, just their regular mainstream music, it's so processed. Yeah. Like his vocals are so compressed, the guitars are so compressed. It's just like incredibly processed their music. Yeah. So like you can tell they're not going to be live. They can't hit that sound live. Yeah. They can't. I seen a Rick James impersonator uh, concert. Oh it, really? It was amazing. Too. Yeah. <laughs> it was in Vegas too. Yeah. I, <laughs> oh, the man. House of Blues. How many impersonator concerts have you guys seen? That's the only one I've ever. Metalachi. I've seen Metalachi. Yeah. And then uh, Romano's. When I used to work at Romano's, they'd have a ton. Okay. But um, as far as big concerts, I saw a Michael Jackson one in Vegas. Oh, okay. and how was that? That was actually pretty dang close. <laughs> I, whether he was singing to the re- whatever, if he was singing to like lip sync, or it was just really Michael Jackson or whatever, vocally sounded great. Yeah, and dance moves par. Like it, it's it's Michael, whatever. I, like so, yeah. it was enjoyable. And then I saw uh, that Jersey Boys production that's on Ricky Valley in the Four Seasons. Oh, I don't know that one. Okay. Uh, that's a, that's an older band. Okay, but yeah, no, the impersonation concerts those are those are kind of unique. I too. saw. Sorry for the politically incorrect term, but this is what they call themselves: Midget Kiss. Have you guys seen? I don't heard think I've heard of them. It's literally it's a band of little little people impersonating Kiss. It's actually oh, I've seen them. It's actually a really seen. good time. That's dude. dope. It's a really fun time. Is there um <laughs> and Javi? Feel free to chime in on this, but is there a group you guys? Um, for me, it'd be the Chili Peppers. But is there like like a dream. A dream. For me, there's two more besides the Chili Peppers. I want to see Muse one day. Mm. God dang it. Because Muse, I hear, puts on like a phenomenal concert. Yeah. And I want to see Coheed and Cambria. Oh, that's a good one, dude. Coheed and Cambria. That's just, a good that one. The guy's voice is just phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Dude. So the Chili Peppers, Muse, and Coheed and Cambria, and I, I'd be done. I'd, I'm done with concerts. <laughs> I've seen who I want to see. Well, I mean, I haven't been to too many concerts. I'm not like a concert guy. Yeah. So like, uh-huh. um, but I think I would really like to see Dan Arbach or like Black Keys. That's oh, another one. That would be a good show. <sighs> yeah. It's another one I haven't seen. Well, either the Black Keys or the Arcs. I really love the Arcs. The too. Arcs. Mm-hmm. So, good. But it's both Dan Arbach. So, yeah. you know, just Dan Arbach. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the other one I would want to see that I've never been to and I really want to go or, and you know, who knows when their last concert is going to be is uh, Bad Religion. Yep. Oh, okay. 
So I've never been to one of their concerts, but yeah, I want to go. Yeah, <laughs> I want to go to after. You don't know how many more they're gonna have. I know they've so. been around. They've been around for a while. Thirty-eight years now. Yeah, yeah. they're older, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They started when I was born. What about you, Javi? I mean, I, I to be honest, I don't really remember like a lot of like bands. I, I know their songs, just not like their names. Javi's like, what is music? Yeah. <laughs> I remember you not really being super into music. No, yeah, like, I barely got into it, like, maybe, like, the last two, three years. Yeah. But before that, like, I would listen to them, but not really, like, look into, like, who... You weren't an active listener. You were just kind of passively absorbing the music. Yeah. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah. I feel like that's largely me, too. Like, I mean, I have my bands that I like, but, you know, I'm not, like, a... Or, you know, I know some people who, like, know every lyric to every song. And it's just like, how do you remember all this? Yeah. (laughs) There's only a couple of bands I'm like that with. Um, I would say the same One of them being on my list. It's a band I've known about for years. But, like, our mutual friend Mark, like, after Mm -hmm. talking with him, I've started getting really into them. And I'm just like, dude, this band is something special. Uh, Dance Gavin Dance. Oh, he was just, he was literally, I just went with him to the driving range two days ago. He's like, yo, me and Zach are trying to go see Dance Gavin Dance. Trying to go. Hell like, yeah, dude. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, dude. So that's on so my funny list. You brought that I up. really want to see them. I would say Chili Peppers is another one yeah. on my list. I would say Incubus is one on my list. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Incubus. That's another good one. Um, and then as far as like, I think that might be, those are the big hitters. I mean, I could just sit here and list all kinds of How shit. How can I, I forget about see, Incubus, but, though? Yeah. Dang. Well, see the thing with Incubus, I don't enjoy their newer stuff, so no, I would hope I don't either. I would it would have to be a greatest hits older. tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, has yeah. to be a greatest hits tour. Like, like anything from you know science to like, uh, what what's the one with the heart? The uh, oh, I'm. What is that album called? The one with Animali and stuff. I forget what that album's called. I know, oh, but from gosh. like pretty much the science science album, just era like the to like the, the mid two thousands is when it, right? Uh. Yeah, I was. Maybe around 2010 is when things. 2007 or 2008. Yeah. But yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that era of Incubus. Oh, man. Good music. Like, honestly, dude. Like, so being a a kind of an audiophile, like Incubus. um, So comparing Red Hot Chili Peppers and Incubus, there's no comparison. Yeah. Incubus sounds so fucking clean, dude. Mm -hmm. Morning View, the album Morning View, is one of the best sounding albums, like, I've heard. It sounds so fucking good. So, yeah, Incubus, dude. But, um,. Yeah, like, I've been to some pretty big shows, though. Like, I went to the Big Four. I thought I was going to die. So <laughs> Why? How so would happen? Big, so the Big Four, it, it was held at Coachella, the Coachella Fairgrounds. Yeah. So the Big Four was a one-day mega metal concert. So you had the Big Four bands of metal. So you had Slayer, Anthrax, Megadeth, and Metallica. I mostly went because I was and still kind of am a pretty big Metallica fan. Yeah. So this was like fresh out of high school, dude. This was like the biggest concert I had ever been to. It was one of my first big concerts. So me and my friends go, having no clue what to expect, right? Never been in a crowd like that before. So first things first, like we get there and like they're doing the sound check. We're all waiting outside to get in. People start throwing fucking bottles at the cops and shit. We're we're just like, what? (laughs) We didn't even know why they were throwing shit. It's like a whole different world. It's like, what is going on? So we get in, right, and we're like, hey, let's go to the front. Let's get as close as we can, right? So we go right up to the front. I think uh, Anthrax was starting or was opening the show. So we get right up front, right, and, like, the whole vibe changed as soon as the band got up. We were like, everybody around us just started stirring, and we're just like, what is, what, what's, what's about to happen? 
Got as your first soon, pit, huh? Yep. As soon as the music oh, started, man. dude, pushing, shoving, fucking Ooh. people getting trampled. Fucking, they didn't give a shit, dude. Girls getting trampled on. Uh, like, we, it, it was fucking chaos. Like, the biggest goddamn pit I've ever seen. I was just like, like, I wear glasses. So my big concern, like, I don't like to get into those situations because if my glasses are gone, you're blind. I'm, fucked. <laughs> yep. I'm yeah. super fucked. So like my I glasses. was like I was like you know what I'm gonna get out of here. <laughs> so like luckily a big circle pit opened up. So like we got we were able to get out eventually through the circle pit. Like I'm holding on to my glasses for dear life. So it took us probably good ten minutes to get out of that shit. Like wow. it was it was huge, dude. Yeah. Absolutely huge. So we get out of it and uh, we're walking, um, just listening and enjoying and kind of finding a good spot just to chill and listen. And we see these two dudes fucking running like past where we just came from. They they run past us, and one of them is holding a prosthetic leg. And we're like, we're like, what the fuck? Did you just steal guy, that from somebody? Or? No, yeah, yeah. So so this guy looks at us, right? They both have legs. So this guy and his buddy co running off with a prosthetic leg. They see us staring at him, and he's just like, what? And we're just like, okay, shit, you not. Literally thirty seconds later. Here comes a dude hanging on to on his friend's shoulder with one leg oh, hopping. That's fun. <laughs> that's oh, up, dude. God damn. He's wow. to the man's leg. That ain't cool. <laughs> that's a whole nother level, man. That show was crazy. It was great, though, dude. I, I'll, I'll say, uh, out of all the bands I've ever heard play live, I, it was probably just, you know, I've heard the good and bad things about Metallica, but I think they were just on point that night because they just sounded album perfect like yeah like their music was tight and concise and it sounded as good as it does in the, normally the outdoor albums. events go a little better too. i think so i think i think they go better for like sound yeah yeah because you don't have to deal with all the, the bouncing around yeah. and yeah it was just it was a fun show though dude i learned i learned That's a lot so about cool. myself on the <laughs> that one day yeah. <laughs> oh man oh. will to survive yeah survive man. And all this started him trying to impress a girl with some music. Yeah, that's the or oh, I found the song by the way. The oh, system of it. What's, what's oh the, my gosh, that was totally fifteen minutes ago. What was this? Yeah. What's the song? So what's I'm the pretty song? sure it's um, roulette. Yeah. Oh, Honestly, we're gonna have to cut, yes. cut the wow. music out. But yeah, roulette. Roulette's the song. That was that was my go to song in high school. Was roulette. Got it. Okay. Yeah, that's a sad song. Eh? But it, it's a beautiful but, song. But though. good on so, him. It's easy if to he's play. He's got dust in the wind in his pocket and roulette. I think he's set. Think about it. Like I, I think he's. I think women would. Like I mean, I, I'm impressed with dust in the wind. I went for songs that are easy to play but sound complicated. <laughs> Precisely. Have you heard Dust in the Wind's opening? It's, it's exactly what I'm talking. <laughs> that's right girl i've been practicing my whole life to be fair i mostly played metal so like acoustic guitar you know i I played classical but it it's it's different like in classical <laughs> it's a different setting but yeah hey, hey uh come over here girl and he starts playing inter sandman on a <laughs> freaking acoustic. hey, oh, hey man. man certain circles <laughs> that shit would fly man <laughs> at the high school i was working at two students who uh they had two guitars uh-huh. and they started playing the SpongeBob. Dun, 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 dun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're playing in tandem, <laughs> which was like yeah. dope, dude. I was like, this yeah. sounds pretty cool. <laughs> no, yeah, dude. One of one of the songs we played in my chamber music group was is called Flamenco Lingo. Uh huh. And it was a it was written for three guitars and it was a flamenco song and and it starts with a single guitar playing playing a flamenco lick 
And then the second guitar, which is me, starts playing the harmony with him. So like he starts playing for like maybe like 15, 20 seconds. And then I come in and I'm playing his harmony parts. And then after that, like the third guitar comes in and starts playing like this kind of gypsy style rhythm guitar behind it and it all flows together it, it was such a we actually won uh first place in a music competition with that that's song. dope that's cool yeah that it is was actually dope. really cool i don't know I, I think guitars just sound so so clean to me i don't know no, I, yeah. like, I like the way them and yeah. pianos like yes when I i'm a sucker those, more for a piano yeah oh yeah. i mean i have a grand piano in my house but maybe that's just me because i'm just born I, and raised I love excuse one. me mr <laughs> well, no it's not I, I it's not like me that. it's not even me it's my dad doesn't my everybody dad. have a grand piano no 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 no, 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 no. concert so, grand piano <laughs> yeah. my dad spent a lot on that piano oh and, yeah dude. uh i mean i could say because it's it's older than me mm-hmm. or just about the same age as me i think it's maybe like 26 27 years and i think he could still sell it right now for 30 grand they hold their value wow. they're always gonna hold their value mm-hmm. so let me ask is it is it a yamaha or is it a it's a yamaha. it's a yamaha it's a yamaha it's a yamaha and yeah. it's a it's not a baby it's a big it's no not yours, a baby grand. yours it's not a it's not a concert grand but it's a full grand yeah yeah it's yeah a, we haven't got that thing tuned in like years it's we need the real deal it. yeah it's so expensive so does your dad play that i take yeah i play it i play it you play oh, yeah. piano too mm-hmm Man, yeah. I only know how to play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, and that, that's like as far as I you got. You know what's hilarious? I don't know how to play Twinkle Twinkle Little so Star. Easy. You'll have to show me. I learned it's on YouTube. Very easy. <laughs> <laughs> I learned on YouTube. You wanted to know on YouTube? Well, no, because I, I I had bought a piano because I, I was like, it was one of those things where I was like, I want to learn piano. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I just never did. Sure. And, uh, yeah. you know, I should have. But yeah. I got it like, I even got it like a really nice keyboard. You uh-huh. know, like it was a, uh, but. Yeah, I, I have a. Uh... I actually stole it, stole the idea for it from Hans Zimmer. I have the same keyboard that Hans Zimmer uses in his studio. Okay. I bought it back when I was taking piano classes because it actually it has weighted keys, so it feels like you're yeah. playing an actual piano. Yeah, I love weighted keys. But it's digital, right? So I use that to play piano and practice and stuff, and it works pretty good, dude. Yeah. Remember, I, Javi, you and me were taking a piano class around the same time at one point. Javi, oh, you yeah, play piano? Work. Yeah. Well, I play accordion. That's like the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get it. Are you in a banda? Oh, yeah. That's what I want to know. Do you play banda? No. Do you play, no? So oh. what made you or what inspired you to play accord, uh, accordion? Um, it was just growing up. I think I was like in second, third grade. I just started taking classes. Would you consider like, you know, a lot of music, but, um, or like to play? Yeah. Uh, I'd have to practice again. Yeah. I had no idea. But right now, if I had we just no gave idea. you one, oh, uh, confidently, could you do like two, three songs? No. Oh, no. <laughs> you can, okay. It's been so long you since I touched it. You fiddle your way through a part of a song though, right? Kind of yeah. like me with guitar. Like I Got pick it. up a yeah. guitar and fiddle. So do, do you do own something. one? Yeah, I have an accordion. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd have, I might have to like because right, like the ne- center. Part... Next time I have a barbecue and you come over. Oh yeah, well, can you do <laughs> you, it for you, my birthday? You got to bring that. Can you just bring the accordion <laughs> for my birthday? Just oh yeah, just, just to show, right? Birthday party, huh? Just to show? Oh no, you're gonna play it. Oh, at least once. Um, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Fine, maybe just to <laughs> show, and we, I might play. That's it. something we need to put on the uh, the Instagram. Yeah, oh, oh, of yeah. course. If it, yeah, my birthday's in a couple weeks. That'll be dope. That'd be people remember. Oh, well, part of the reason is, like, I don't, like, that's, like, when I was a kid, so, like, I don't know if it'll fit me still. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hobby, Hobby, Hobby brings this mini-size accordion. <laughs> so, was yours, was yours a full-size accordion, or was it? It wasn't a full accordion. Because accordions like the, are huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's just not, like, the, the adult size. It was, like, yeah, the one for, like. Yeah, it's not, like, like a concert accordion. Yeah. yeah. It's, like the, it's, like, the pirate-size accordion, the little hand one. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, no. Hey, you want to know that. what I want to learn how to play? Jack Black has inspired me. I want to learn how to play that electric saxophone 
Oh, those are dope, dude. I know. I well, not just the electric, but I've always wanted to just learn the saxophone. Uh-huh. Period. Well, I I did that in in uh, middle school and in uh, elementary oh, school. Oh, that is dope. So dude. I have some background, but um, I don't think you need that much knowledge to play one of those. The saxophone, once you get the mouth down, no, it's no, not the saxophone, easy. the actual electric one that they play. Oh, because you don't even need the mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just you just hit the buttons and yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I, do you I, still put your mouth on it? I think it activates when you blow through it. Still, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Wait, I don't are know. You, you're not talking about the toy one, are you? No, I'm not talking about the toy one. They, they have electric <laughs> the ones. little Fisher Price one, <laughs> <laughs> but that would still be dope. The little baby. They one. have they have professional versions of that toy one. Okay, you know that. Okay, no. So like when he did his little bit on Jimmy Fallon, right, with the whole saxophone thing. That was a toy one. That was a toy one. I know they have a professional version of that toy. So you're just talking about just a regular... I know, yeah, Yamaha makes it. Yeah. An electric... You're just talking about but just playing an electric saxophone. Yeah. Okay, I fun. see. I see, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Those things gotta be expensive. No, saxophones... The electric one's probably expensive. You can probably get a yeah. cheaper actual saxophone. Uh, yeah, I have cheaper. one. I have a jazz one. It's pretty yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. No, saxophone to me is like a beautiful instrument, dude. I love the way it sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of I, my... Uh, really, uh, oh my gosh... So many different saxophone artists and ex- expired, expired me, <laughs> inspired me. <laughs> yeah, like for me, uh, Kenny G. Come on now. Uh, well, no, he plays the uh, uh, little the middle al- school the alto. Kid he plays the alto saxophone. I don't like no, I Kenny know. G. Oh, you don't? But that inspired me. It's I was too, just like, I want to learn how to play that it's song. Too high. Or... It's too annoying for me. <laughs> I don't. I don't like it. That range. It's too high. You like careless with Kenny, Kenny G. Was on a show that I was working. It was like the Walk of Fame Awards uh-huh. history, something like that. Yeah. And uh, the Beach Boys were playing. So we were, I was acing on, on a gig there. So during the sound check, we're like setting up all our gear and all the Beach Boys are playing like live right in front of us. Oh, I mean, wow. you know, it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, Kenny G showed up. You know, for the he he didn't show up to the sound check. He just went on stage for the when the when the Kenny G esque fashion. Yeah, he, he didn't. Yeah. Even, I don't. He didn't even do a sound check. He just went up and yeah, and, of course, yeah, of course. Um, but he's a tiny man. Yeah, he's not very tall. Yeah, yeah I was. <laughs> I saw him walking down. I was like, Is that Kenny G. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, that kid with long hair it looks like Kenny G. <laughs> no, I was man. kidding. But, but he, yeah, he's a he's a pretty small dude. Yeah, That's dude. So I cool. saw there was a lot of celebrities there. I actually saw um I saw Penn and Teller there. Or no, I saw Penn. Penn. Oh, Teller. Okay. okay. I've but, met uh, them twice. Yeah. Well, fun. I, well, mm-hmm. I was working. I wasn't allowed to talk to them. Fair. My, yeah. I saw Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson and I are pretty much the same height. No, Mike Tyson's small. Yeah, he's not yeah. very big. Yeah, he's small, but he's fucking yeah, dude. Stacked. He's, he's was huge. This, this is post tattoo. This is yeah. This is like <laughs> this is probably three years ago. Maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like if Mike Tyson wasn't as stacked as he would, he never would have been a heavyweight fighter. Of course. Yeah. Because yeah. he's he's not he's tiny. Which is why he was able to get in with those uppercuts and fuck people up with them. Dude, Mike Tyson was a beast, dude. Dude, have he you, was a beast. I still wouldn't want to fight him. Do you ever? <laughs> do you ever go back and rewatch like his old like knockout highlight videos? Um, I haven't done it in a while, but I mean, I've seen him, and he just he's an animal, dude. Fucking insane, dude. That man, he he's my all time favorite boxer. I love him. I don't know if I have an all time favorite boxer. I love boxing, love watching it, but I don't. I don't think I. Go Rocky. Uh, I mean, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> when I was a kid, like the 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 everybody loved, uh, or at least because I, you know, I used to live in LA, mm-hmm. yeah, and everybody loved um, Julio Cesar Chavez. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Uh, and I remember when the fight where he, you know, because he was like the champion, right, for like yeah. the longest time. Yeah. I remember when uh, what's the guy's the Golden Boy, um, 
Oh, he's the other the other Mexican fighter that's that's really famous. You're talking about De La Hoya? De La Hoya? Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Oscar De La Hoya and him they fought, and it was like Oscar De La Hoya won. Yeah. And everybody was like, yeah, it was like meant to be. It was like he was handing off the torch. And all this other. <laughs> He's got to be a Mexican. He wouldn't lose to nobody else other than a Mexican. That. <laughs> that was like the mentality at the time. I, I don't yeah. know what, what year was that. It was probably like, it was probably like early 90s, dude. Early. Pro- it sounds yeah, because right. De La Hoya went a little into the early 2000s. No, later 2000s. Uh, Mid-2000s mid is when yeah. he dropped off. I, Him and Manny, they both kind of well, dropped no, off. The one the fight I, I won't forget is the Manny Pacquiao-Mayweather fight. That That's was when, such a I mean, everyone, fucking farce. Dude. Yeah, everyone was a Manny Pacquiao fan at that point, but that fight was a farce, dude. Yeah, yeah. Boxing is not what it used to be for sure. Not oh, at for sure. all, dude. Did you? See, I saw. A meme. I saw the hi- uh, the highlights of that Jake Paul fight. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. So I saw a meme of that, right? So what was it? Uh, I think they compared uh, Mayweather to Tom Brady. Tom Brady's been playing in the NFL for what fifteen seasons or whatever, multiple championships. Total total amount he's earned from the from his time in the NFL was like ninety million. Wow, mm-hmm. right? Insane amount of money. Fucking Mayweather made a hundred million dollars on that fight on that night. That just fucking disgusting. <laughs> That's disgusting, dude. dude. That's <laughs> good for disgu- him, dude. I mean, you found your hustle, boy. God bless God America. Damn, dude. <laughs> hey, you think he gets taxed on any of that? Oh, oh of course he does. I know. Dude, so how much he does. does he really walk away? I mean, with? he probably. I think the max tax on that's probably sixty percent. Uh-huh. So he probably walks away with forty that's million. Still a fat check, dude. Wow. Yeah. Punch me in the face for forty million. <laughs> yeah, dude. Gosh, I didn't even see that. Uh... I didn't even see that fight. It wasn't it was, worth watching. Well, it, it, was, was it was an exhibition. It was an exhibition. There's no, nothing at stake. Exhibition. Did anything <laughs> even happen? They just, I mean, they went uh, to the end of the fight, and then that was it. I think it was a draw. They didn't even declare a winner. Kind of what happened when Tyson fought, uh, God, what was his name? Uh, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard? No. No, was it? No, it wasn't Leonard. I thought it was Leonard. Was it? Uh-huh. It was Sugar Ray, right? It was Sugar Ray where they Was tied. it Sugar Ray? Where uh-huh. they fought? It was like uh, the beginning of the pandemic or some shit? You no, know, it was like, it was... That right was, before no, the pretty, pandemic? No, that was after. This was during the pandemic. Yeah. It was during the pandemic when they fought, right? Yeah. I thought so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was the same thing as that. I know Jake Paul fought there, too, and fucking knocked that one guy mm-hmm. out. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> All the memes that came out after yeah. that guy just knocking out. <laughs> God. Oh, man. I just, I hate that he's so good at boxing because obviously he's, de- he hasn't fought anybody real yet. Well, the May- realest fight was Mayweather, but mm, it was an exhibition, bro. Yeah. Mayweather showed up for a check. He didn't show up to prove anything. Well, I mean, Mayweather was probably like, there's no way I'm going to lose this fight because it's, I don't it's, think, it- <laughs> I don't think he took it seriously enough to like, fully fight him but i think he took it serious enough to be like i can't let this guy clown me yeah so i'm gonna do just enough to make sure he doesn't clown me you know i mean he did who knows if this is professional courtesy but that end of the day he said like he you know i think i saw the quote like he said oh that kid's better than i thought he would be talking about jake Paul. yeah yeah you know i mean dude jake paul like i think he can be a fighter i just want to see him go to -to toe-to-toe with like actual fighters like for people out for blood yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know, dude. He's only doing these high, high, uh, um, well, he's trying to get high paid, profile. Dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he's doing it for the sport of boxing. I think he's doing it for money. Yeah, which sucks, dude. I feel like that's all boxing has become. It's, it's, it's all money about now. money. It's no longer, it's no longer a sport that has any, you know, integrity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, it's just it's. Well, sucks. I bet if you go to like the. Uh, 
semi-pros is probably like real boxing. Oh yeah, here. I'm sure. Like people trying to make it and like even like Olympic level boxing, I'm sure a lot of those guys and gals are very talented, very dedicated to the sport. It's just yeah, just main mainline mainstream like championship boxing and stuff is just it's it's a dying sport. I feel like right now. Well, I mean, I feel like w- once the UFC and like uh, mis- mixed martial arts kind of just took over, it yeah. got very like super popular. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's as popular as it once was because like I was really into it for a long time, and then I just kind of you know like everything you just get bored of it. You know, I think, or, but I, th- I don't know if that's just me or is that is that the general trend. Yeah, you know. I, I think it is. Uh, I don't know about globally though, because obviously, in order for boxing to pull in those kind of numbers, like obviously people are still watching it. I feel like boxing has took a huge downturn in this country because of UFC and and mixed martial arts. But I feel like internationally, it's still pretty high up there. Yeah, um, I can agree with that. But I that, that's not to say that mixed martial arts isn't huge in other countries because definitely is as well. So. But yeah, man. It's going to be a hard, hard segue. But we should do question of the week. Because we haven't done it. (laughs) Javi, is there any... Here's the question of the week for everyone, actually. Any particular projects or anything you're working on in the future that might be coming out soon? Or that is the question of the week. Nothing lined up yet. Like, I am trying to, like, write something just to work on my next project, uh-huh. but nothing specific yet. But you want to shoot something in the next, like, year or so? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, especially because, I mean, I work at a rental house, so I can use a lot oh, of their yeah. gear there, too. Yeah. Dang, what a hookup. Why not, right? What a hookup. Can we get an area Alexa for my movie? Mini? What if we say it's, LF. What if we say it's your movie? Yes. What if huh? we say it's your movie? Oh, yeah. I mean, they'll help me out. As long as it's not, like, uh, <laughs> confronting with, like, other rentals, like, they'll let me right. use it. Like yeah, if, no. Like, I, if, if a big production doesn't need it for, like, mm-hmm. these days, then, like, oh, yeah, sure, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's, like, if, if there's potential for, like, money, it's, like, it's going to go for the customer, of course. But, like, if yeah. it's just sitting there, like... It's not I mean, doing anything, so you might as well. Kind yeah, of. it's like might as well. Yeah. yeah, and they trust you, so they're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they gave them all okay, their damn jobs. Maybe that was an <laughs> assumption. Sorry. What? what <laughs> no, I mean, they do. I'm at the. I work warehouse like most of the time. So, so like, the question okay. is: Is are we working on something currently? Is yeah, or is oh. anything uh, coming up in the super future for you guys? Oh, Javi, did you finish answering? Oh, I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty much like I, I want to the shoot writing, something. He's in the I'm writing still process. in the process. Oh, okay, okay. I would say for me, my main focus right now is this podcast. Um, but I am currently writing something. Mm-hmm. So I would like to, in the next three or four years, eventually try to shoot something again. But I'm not in any rush or any hurry right now. I'm more focused on the rant, you know? Yeah. Well, you're also, you're, I mean, you're, you're shooting. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Too, I have right? production stuff all the time. You know, uh, through my church, I have a couple of different clients, uh, that do, um, motivational speaking with high schools or motivational speaking with, um, different companies, different, uh, hospital companies, things like that. So I'm editing all the time mm-hmm. and I'm in production that way. But as far as my own personal stuff, I'm, I've kind of halted that right now for, I would say our podcast and then 
you know, just what I'm doing every day. Yeah. So your main yeah. focus right now is yeah. just getting the podcast out. Mm-hmm. And it's been pretty consistent. It's been very consistent. We had one week off, guys. Yeah. No, you're a slave driver, Ron. Ah, man. <laughs> Chris hasn't been here for two of the weeks, though. That is true. Chris hasn't been here for two of the weeks. I, you know, I want freedom. <laughs> He's committed. Yeah. He's 98%, 98, yeah. 98% yeah, committed. Yeah. That sounds like me. <laughs> what about you, Zach? So I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as you are, Rob. Like I do have a project written that um, I would like to actually like make someday. Like I think it would be a really fun shoot to do, and it's kind of a passion project of mine too. Like I'm really attached to the story. So you know, like within the next, you know, like you said, few years, it'd be nice to shoot it. Kind of the same. Like I have yeah. a project that I would love to shoot eventually. And then as far as like right now, like obviously. I'm I'm kind of with you on working on the podcast. I, I, it yeah. takes up not a not a great amount of time, but it is you good know, part of the week. It does take up you know a couple of days of work. Yeah. You know, I've I've thought about maybe even branching out and like seeing if I can get like a freelance job doing some you know audio editing or mixing for podcasts because I feel like I, you know, our podcast sounds great. <laughs> thank you. I, no one yeah. complains about our podcast. I feel like sounds. it's it's got it's definitely improved. As time has gone on, and I've started to uh, hone things in a little bit, so I feel like maybe. And, and trust me, folks, maybe. I am I am one of the worst people for Zach to edit because I'm <laughs> all over the mic like this and making and, sounds and like touching this. It. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I'll stop. Yeah, so, yeah, man. Just yeah, just maybe I'll try to do some hustling. But that's about it. That's 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 cool. The hustle. The hustle. The hustle. Yeah. Chris, you didn't touch on your uh, other. Well, Project I have two. multiple projects always going yeah. on, but um, yeah. currently I have a new little movie coming out probably next week. Well, Ooh. actually, I finished the edit today, mm-hmm. and uh, I want to do two little more edits, but it, it's for my secret Instagram, so you guys are going to have to figure out which one. That will not be displayed. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that's coming out, so I'm always working on those kind of projects. Yeah. Um, well, not always, but uh, I'm actually kind of getting looking for something new right now and i was i was talking to rob earlier about it actually and and uh i'm getting the itch to to direct the film well actually i just directed a film the uh the producer the executive producers well i got commissioned to shoot like a pilot episode i guess you could say that um it's like a uh sons of anarchy but with females so it's like a biker chicks yeah is it like a web series yeah it's it's well they're pitching it to be like a web series okay um but in its current form, it's more like a music video because of budget constraints and days and all that stuff. Obviously, we don't have a you know a lot of ton of money and stuff. Yeah. So we made it more you know we made it completely like a silent film, mm-hmm. but all just to music, right? Okay. And uh, so directed that that it's been done, but um, I was just talking to her to the executive producer who stars in the movie. Yeah. She uh, she's like, I want to put this in festivals. So like, we're talking about like what film festivals to put it into, and then mm-hmm. she's gonna be she's gonna be bankrolling all that stuff, obviously. But nice, um, dude. That was pretty cool. That was a fun project. That was that uh, neat. Rob was there. Yeah, uh, I I helped AD that one. That was yeah. fun. That was uh, Roman was there too. Roman was there, and then Yvette. So we just it was like a really short. Yeah. One day. It was a heck of a day. It's a heck of a day. Crazy day, but it was worth it. it yeah, was it was fun. Well, they're always like that. You know, the days always have like their ups yeah. and downs. The That's product the of what we got out of it is great. The stories for it's another good. day. But like once it's available, I'll be able to post it and, and share it and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. I'm usually working on that stuff. And then, um, but for future projects, like I have a script that I have almost done. 
that I want to shoot. And uh, I was actually talking to Richard Gear. We should get him back on the show, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, that'd be fun, dude. But, uh, Richard, if you're listening, you're I, coming back. I pitched to him. <laughs> I was like, hey, dude, like we, we should shoot um, like two or three 20-minute shorts and then put together like a Tales from the Crypt-esque. Ooh. Kind of like... Uh, Yes, yeah, like an anthology movie That's anthology movie pack, and then put it on Amazon or like. Oh, dude, hey, I love that. Remember my recommendation of the week? Solos. That is what that is. That's an anthology. Yeah, but this one we book. would make, Rob. Oh no, I, I get it. But maybe if you <laughs> li- if you so, watched my recommendation of the week, well, I don't you wanna, might get inspired. I don't want to be inspired by anything. So wait, wait, wait. So Chris, so <laughs> I love this idea. Yeah, and I don't want to self-invite myself but i want to be involved you're 100 invited to he wants to and, be your and, your and what is the theme tech. what is the theme no no i want to make a, a, a short film for it i want, um, I want to make an episode all right i don't wait know. just three parts like it's is just, it it's just horror i don't know we, it's horror oh we, we, perfect. we haven't discussed any like super details but uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we really have to get richard on the show now but um richard loves like like obscure horror movies and like really yes. like cheesy kind of ones. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not saying they're going to be cheesy, but like obviously they're going to be low budget. Inspired by. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I figure we could just make them our way, have fun, oh my. make some films and then like you put them no up online. You have how much I love this idea, dude. Well, <laughs> you know. Did, does, did Sawman in, inspire any of that? Sawman was, no, actually Sawman was for like a, a one minute film competition that I wanted to No, I to know, win. but because that was one of your more recent projects, you're kind of Oh, like, no, no, no. It's just, it's just purely like we were just having a conversation. Oh, got it. Yeah, because you know he called me yesterday because um you know he's looking to get a new camera mm-hmm. and uh, he wanted I guess he wanted my opinion on you know some cameras or whatever and you know we're just chatting on the phone as we do you know you just got on that subject somehow and then I was like yeah you know it'd be dope if we did that you know it was just basically a spur oh, now of the we moment bring idea. him on to talk about it. I yeah. love that idea that's, so much. That's, that's we can hash idea. out the details. That is a fun idea. Oh, that's so cool. That's... But you know I figured like. Three 20 minute episodes, and you have what, you know, 120 minute uh, show. Yeah. Well, you'll be seeing some stuff from us soon. <laughs> Tales from the Crypt. Oh, yes. that's so cool. <laughs> keep submitting those questions every week, guys. We're, yeah. We've had some good ones the last couple weeks. So, yeah. yeah. That was good stuff. Did you guys watch Loki? Loved it, dude. Oh, my God. Loved yeah, it. dude. Speaking of uh, anthology stuff or multiverse. Javi, you watch Loki? <laughs> oh, yes. What was your, what was your thoughts, Javi? Honestly, I always like root for the villain on the inside, and uh-huh. I'm kind of glad that we get to like see him as like a main character. By the way, you're on a spoiler podcast, so you could talk as much as you would like. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I'm sure we'll break it down. I mean, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's 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 branch off on that that villain character. Like, I really so Loki over the years has uh-huh. evolved into like this anti-hero. He's kind of, you know, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? We, yeah. you know, he's, he's in that gray area, right? But yeah. not pre-2012. But when we watch the his his highlight reel during the the episode, you just remember they just kind of highlight all the bad shit he's done yeah. and I'm like, "Oh fuck, yeah, he's he's pretty fucked up." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he I is mean, a villain, you know. But I feel like they really tie that together in the, the way the episode ended. Yes. Where he, I feel like now it's Loki, so can you take it seriously? But I feel like that was him being genuine. Once he finally realized, okay, so at the end of the episode, right, he, he's, he's been transported into this pl- place called the TVA. Yep. And basically the TVA is responsible for maintaining a single timeline that is like the master timeline. This is the timeline that everything must 
follow. And if anything branches off of that, we have to fix it. Because basically, long story short, back when there were multiverses, like basically there was this huge multiverse war between the multiverses and things got messy. Well, it's because every time so, something happens, right? Like, uh, like it's that idea that every decision you think you could make it does happen. Yes. And then it branches off into a new time strain right. and, and all that stuff. So Right. And when it went uncontrolled, all these crazy multiverse wars were happening. So they said, fuck that. We're going to make sure everything follows a singular path where there's no more multiversal wars. Yeah. So they made this entity, this TVA, right? Or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. The time... What is it called? The time, time police. Oh my gosh! I had to look it up. Uh, time you. I think you said it. Well, it's TVA, but I'm trying to remember what the acronym stands for. But anyways, okay. So yeah. Loki has been exposed to this world at this point, and he's finally starting to realize he is powerless against them. Yeah, like they literally have infinity stones that are powerless. Wasn't that a cool? Like that's insane. The dude. There's a guy who literally says like, "Oh yeah, we have a bunch of those, and some people use them as paperweights." Infinity Stones, like what? So I don't know. If well, you... that's when he realized in the episode that he was like, yes, not in powerless. Kansas anymore. You there's, know, like there's yeah. like the TVA is like the ultimate power. Yeah, the, like so. Once Loki finally realizes that, I feel like he starts getting more like, well, shit, like because so Owen Wilson, right? He pulls Loki aside and he he has this sort of idea that like he wants to talk to Loki about. All the shit he's done, he wants to figure him out. Like, like Loki, why do you, why do you like, why do you do this stuff? Like, well, he wants to know his why. Yeah, his why. Like, his why, why? Why do you like to hurt people? Mm-hmm. And so Loki keeps saying, you know, he keeps deflecting and giving BS answers. Yeah. At the end of the episode, Loki is so broken down that he finally admits it's it's a trick to seem strong. It, it's a trick for someone who's weak to appear strong. So basically, he admits that, and he he is the way he is because he's weak. He mm-hmm. knows he's weaker than Thor. He's weaker than the rest of the Asgardians. He's weak. So to give himself that appearance of power, yeah, he does all that evil shit to create fear and all that. And it's like I feel like that was genuine Loki mm-hmm. at that point. I feel like that we just saw so far into his character with that single yeah, quote. Char- a lot of character development. Yes, a lot of character development in that one in little that scene. One little I would, quote, I would dude, that say one. that that little chunk in the middle, maybe it was about ten minutes long, and it's when Owen Wilson takes him in like that office, mm-hmm. and they really just break down the why. Like you did this, you know, and Owen Wilson like compliments him, like you pulled this off. We didn't yeah. even catch you. You like, were DB Cooper. Yeah, what? Like, what? <laughs> but but Owen Wilson's still like, but why though, man? Like why are you? Why yeah. did you do this? Or, and then he mentions this line by like. You know, you actually made the Avengers better for what you. It was it was crazy how he, he kind of fit that in, and it just I don't know Owen Wilson's character in that that ten minute slot right before Loki finally admits it. Mm-hmm. Really, that that writing was really good. Oh, with yeah. how he kind of breaks him down. I feel like Owen Wilson. Like when I saw him, like when you first see him, when you see him, you know, I I was like, oh, it's Owen Wilson. And wow. then as soon as he, yeah, <laughs> wow, wow, <laughs> as soon as that happened, right. I, the moment where I was like, oh, I'm in. Like, I, I believe him as a character 100%. Yes. Is when he was talking to that kid in the church. Yep. Oh, yeah. And I was like, he fits this character so well. Like, <laughs> dude, he, yeah, he's showing his acting chops in this show. Like, there's no, because you think Owen Wilson, he's kind of a comedic, silly char- uh, yeah. actor. No, he's serious in this. He's taking yeah. this role seriously. He had his funny little one liner moments. Oh yeah, sure. He's still really Owen good. Wilson, but uh-huh. like they wrote this character perfect for him, dude. Yes. And he's playing it perfectly. Oh, what I'm saying is like Owen Wilson melted away 
mm-hmm. and whoever he just Mo- became Mobius? the character Mobius 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 Mobius, yeah. Mobius Detective Mobius or whatever yeah. he is yeah yeah now yeah. mind you I don't know if you caught this Zach but the Mobius theory is something Tony Stark says when he's making the Quantum Realm watches in Endgame. Mm-hmm. So as he's working with Friday, trying to figure out the code to, to go back in time, yeah, he goes, the only way this would work is the Mobius theory. Flash forward to this, I'm like, did they really just like make a theory after this guy in advance because of what he's done well, as what a director? Is the Mobius theory? Because that's my question now. the mobius theory theory is um he explains it in endgame very like vaguely i think it's like the introduction to like the multiverse and how you can travel it with the quantum realm if i'm not mistaking um i could be very wrong oh i don't know um but I'm, so, i have a feeling we're gonna find out well there's i felt like there's a plot hole too in, in the in the show and uh so you know the scene where, where loki's on trial yeah so he's walking in and they go, you know, did you commit this crime? So on and so forth. You know, I change the timeline. And he's like, well, you guys should be going after the Avengers. They literally went back in time and they, you know, did this and this and that. And, you know, they had respond. Their response was like, oh, well, they were supposed to do that. So it's fine. You yeah. Know? But then I thought, but if he's Loki from the first Avengers film, how would he know that they traveled back in time? Because I don't remember him seeing any of them during no, the he film. he smelled Stark's cologne. There was two Stark colognes. Oh, he did mention that. Yeah. So he knew that there are two Starks. But did, did he put he, it together that they were from the future, though? He he did. That's if, what he said in the trial. If there's two Starks, how would there be two Tony Starks unless they were doing some weird time manipulation? I just thing? feel like it's a stretch to go like, well, the whole the Avengers were doing it, too. I don't know. Put it, this you know way. Like, put it this way, Chris. Like, I felt like he knew too much. Put it this way. What if they didn't even mention that? And he just they just went on with, well, they, it, it would be fine. It'd be fine. Be- so what? But because he mentions the Avengers, that's what makes the plot hole. Well, no, even well, though the plot hole's still there. The reason why they mention the Avengers is to shut down any questions from like nerds like yes. us going, Yes, how come they didn't mention the Avengers? Yes. They went yeah. back in time because you know that would have happened exactly. Uh-huh. exactly. So, so maybe that was just to fix that, but I uh-huh. feel like it was, but there was, there probably could have been a better way to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but also they probably didn't think about it until after a fact, and after the fact, Endgame had already been shot. So they couldn't really go back, same set, do, redo that entire scene, you know, cheaply for the show and make it obvious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, it had already been shot and maybe this this court scene was an after the fact thing. So they kind of had to work with what they had. Yeah, they used the 2012, or not the 2012, they used the end game footage yeah. Yeah, for exactly. that opening. So like they had to work with what they had. So like, Yeah. Well, also like time manipulation is allowed throughout like doctor strange for example like it's not like they the tva like came in and like reset anything because this is what was supposed to happen yeah. too well they yeah. have like an outline of what's supposed to happen right like what yes. was ordained yeah, by the those three the three time lords or whatever they call them. and i have a theory that owen wilson's character is one of them you think so i think so just because of that the theory Mobius being drop well that and the theory being named after him and why that was dropped and then He's got the biggest office. I mean, we haven't seen anybody else's office, but that's an office of an important person. That, that was like an interrogation room, I felt, because it had the big TV and like that was his a big office. I feel like, and it just seems like he's one of the well-known people that works for that organization. Yeah, but no, I don't think he's one of them because the way that the the officer, I can't remember her name, the officer that originally arrested Loki. Yeah, she kind of treats him like shit. 
Yeah, she snaps yeah, at him, right? She snaps at or him. Or she's kind of like... So, like, if he's some Time Lord, like, she wouldn't be treating him like... Yeah, she, she doesn't him, know. She wouldn't give him that sex. You know? I mean, unless <laughs> she doesn't know. Like, he could be mm-hmm. that in secret, I suppose. Yeah. I really like but, the uh, the 70s aesthetic they decided dude, to go with. It's so that's, good. That's my favorite part. It's so, like 70s style sci-fi. It, it reminded me of... Bioware. It's bio, no, it's or not Bioware. Bioshock. Bioshock. Yeah, it's Bioshock you. slash like Fallout yeah. slash you know it, it's well, all these sort of like that's like Art Deco. That's like fifties. So seventies is more like Space Odyssey, two thousand one Space Odyssey, or um. I I I would say well no because yes yes and no because it has this uh bure I call it industrial bureaucratic like sort of style like very. It's very bureaucratic, right? There's well, there's a lot of wood. There's a lot of like, uh, you know, old lamps. Those old kind of lamps. Things. They use all old technology. They use reel to reel projectors. They use you know rotary phones. It's all old, old world technology. Technology, but yet, but of, yet of advanced. Bygone. Yeah, but, <laughs> but yet, yet advanced. advanced. Right. It's that weird sort of like Bioshocky type thing. Yeah. Owen yeah. Wilson's and, even dressed like he's well, he's wearing from, like he's like a brown suit. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of? Uh, I don't. I, I might be the only person that played the game, but Control. No, nope, I played it. Very much but, uh, the aesthetic of wow. the video game Control. Yeah. It is a hundred percent that aesthetic. Never played that. So I don't. And know. I fucking love it, dude. It's so good because it because it feels. Like some weird secret organization that's better than you and more advanced than you, but they're also like yeah, stuck I just in the past. I love how Marvel's they're really good at this now. They did it with um, Captain Marvel with the uh, who are the green guys? The scrolls. The scrolls. You know how they just kind of change the way the universe is with these scrolls. Well, they keep mm-hmm. putting them. They're like they're, in well, every show now. They're in every show, and they were in this show, right? But I think the bigger drop is here. We are now. Here's a whole nother organization. That just comes into the universe out of nowhere, and it's well written in. Like it didn't even phase me. Well, yeah, you like, know what I mean. It's just like they're really good at just adding something. They set it up that well, totally changes everything when you think about it. Well, they, well, there's a line that Loki says. He's like, "Well, if you guys have always been here or something, like why did why didn't I know about you or why didn't anybody know about you?" And he's like, "Well, you didn't know about us until you messed you, up the timeline. You had to know about yeah. us. Yeah, like pretty much like we've always been here." You don't. You're never gonna know about us. Nobody's gonna know about us unless we want you to. Because yeah. you mess something. It's like up. that uh, Twilight episode where Twilight Zone episode where like every minute the clock freezes and then these people come in and they take out the old. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah, guys yeah, ever yeah, seen yeah. that? Oh yeah, yeah. They like replace everything and this lady's like awake for the whole thing and they have I don't know. It's it's a weird episode. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it reminds me of that. Though. Hang on, you guys have to help me because something just happened in my head. How does Steve Rogers get the tesseract? If the tesseract's with Loki. Somewhere else, they they do the reset bomb. They have those little bombs that they yeah, set but, up once they, they arrest the person. But did they do that with Loki the in that? Oh yes, they did. But then wh- why did they have the tesseract when he walked back in? They he took it, it with him because they confiscated it because uh-huh. it's it's yeah he just had it on him. It was contraband. No, but you see that what I mean? Like how him. does Steve Rogers go back to that timeline? Because they reset the timeline. It, it, when point. they reset it, oh, a I new see. tesseract. At, at some point, they do it. Okay. Like because because again, going back to the Infinity Stones, they have several Infinity Stones. Because yeah, they're constantly resetting situations yeah. with Infinity Stones and confiscating them. Yeah. So when they confiscate something, it resets everything back except for the, whoever has the time caller on. I think that's what the. Yeah, because yeah, they like exist outside. Kind of these, the with these are. multiverse stuff, things are going to get confusing. I feel like I feel like this show. 
I feel like that's the purpose of this show. Yeah. Is to kind of establish the rules. Which is great. Which is fantastic. And they're doing they're doing a very DC thing. I, I'm not crossing over. I'm not crossing over. <laughs> but but so He's D- crossing over. He's crossing so over. In the comic books, DC a long time ago, not a long time ago, but they they kind of solidified their multiverse. They kind of set up this the infinite crisis where they basically said all of these multiverses were destroyed and then there's the prime timeline that everything else like basically it's the only timeline that exists anymore this is the main timeline and moving forward that's where dc has been it's been on that singular timeline because they destroyed all the other ones i feel like that's what this show is kind of because i don't i don't know if marvel has a big event like that where they destroy multiple multiverses and condense them down to one but that's kind of what this show is doing and it's very smart because it helps you have the idea of the multiverse while keeping it kind of into a concise Concise thing thing. yeah Yeah, i see what you're saying like it's brilliant dude that is really smart. Like DC did it with a comic book. Uh, Marvel's doing it with this TV show. Like it's well, it's I feel genius. like at some point, like all these Marvel TV shows are going to link up together. I think that's their right? goal. Like, that's I think that's Spidey's goal, right? goal. That's yeah. why we're seeing all these scroll people and that they really made a new blueprint on superhero stuff. It's let's do a bunch of stuff, add it up to make one movie, and if that movie is successful, we'll do another one. But yeah. and then Star Wars took that on, or is now trying to take that on. You know, I, I don't know if DC's yet. I mean, I would assume that was their original goal. But I, I feel like DC's I, in a, such a good position right now. I know they are. Like, I wish they would call me because I would say this. <laughs> Make the Ben Affleck Batman movie. Put the other guy, you know, like have... Because they have the option to make multiple multiverses, they should yeah. just make them. There, I don't think anybody would be confused. So, like, they'd be the Snyderverse, they'd be the yeah. the central whatever universe, and then the TV universe and so on. I don't think anybody would be confused, and I feel like I know I would want to watch every single. Yeah, they're like, doing they're doing all that with Flash with the Flash movie, twenty twenty two's Flash movie. Michael Keaton's coming back in. We don't know if he's going to be playing Bruce Wayne or Thomas Wayne, but the theory is he's going to play Thomas Wayne because in uh in in Flashpoint that's something that happens. Batman's dad lives, and Batman gets killed, and it creates a whole fuckery thing where Batman's dad becomes Batman. Well, I mean. They can technically do that. I mean, they have the. They are doing. That's it. what I'm saying. Like, well, well, no. What I'm saying is, they can have. So, did you guys hear the rumor that they're gonna re- reboot Superman and they were gonna have like Michael B. Jordan be Superman? Yeah, those or, were very, very, very unconfirmed rumors. But let's they say, were out there. Let's say they came out with a Henry Cavill Superman, and then three months later they came out with the the uh, Michael B. Jordan Superman, and then they came out with a different Superman. Like, I feel like people now would still crazy. go watch that now you're talking crazy i'm just i'm being hyped like yeah that is crazy but i feel like they can they could they have the opportunity to split their universe hey, chris wants it all separate franchises. chris wants I, it all on a platter give it to him i don't i don't i don't think i don't see it going there i don't either but i think i think this flashpoint movie that they're gonna do is kind of gonna reestablish themselves a little bit everything else until then is catch up because they're also they have you know the the uh, shazam 2 they have um my personal, like, most anticipated, which is Black uh, Black Adam with The Rock. That's going to be fucking amazing, dude. But anyways, back to Loki, dude, because that's yeah. what we're here for. We're not here to talk DC. <laughs> Zach's He's on the Loki over. train. He's crossing over. Like, listen, I'll talk DC, but right now we're, we're supposed to be talking about Loki. Yeah. But, dude, I, I feel like this show, 
This is one of the better pilots of a TV show I've ever yeah. seen. In my personal opinion. This is the best one of the three that have been out so far. I would agree with that, too. And, this and, has and been the best one. I feel like this has the potential, just judging it based on the first episode, has the potential. Like, like okay, so there's good comic book shows, and there's good comic book movies, right? And we can all say, this is good. But how do they how do they compare to good TV shows or good movies? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Like, how is something like, you know, WandaVision going to compare to Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones? It's not. It's not, It yeah. can't. It's impossible. This show might have that potential for me. I feel like this show could potentially reach that echelon of TV shows. Just basing it off Mind of this you, first episode. I like, in my opinion, this is the show out of the three that have been released this year that has the more minimalistic characters. There's only like mm-hmm. two or three Right. They focused on two characters. Yeah, and I it was brilliant just to have just two characters. Yeah. Like, if that's going to be their one-two-punch duo for the six episodes, I'm in. Mind mm-hmm. you, Loki is only six episodes. Oh, it is? Yeah. yeah. It's very short. Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, when I was watching, I was like, this feels like a movie more than it does a, well, it's a TV longer. show. It was longer. Honestly, I don't even know how long this episode it was. It was 55 minutes. It was 55 minutes, but I think Dude, each... this episode felt 15 minutes. I was so engrossed in you the were, whole yeah, thing. But, like... but I think each episode is 45 to 50 minutes is what they were going Man. for. Man. So you were, um, you were saying something interesting earlier before we started the show. You're, you're, so I kind of figured out why he's asking him, like, who are you? Why, you know, why do you, why do you think the way you think? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't only for our benefit or for his benefit to see, you know, his character development or whatever. But, you know, in the end, he goes, we want you to help us catch you. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's trying to stop the future him. And Zach, you said that it might be a female Loki. So and how does that connect? One of the theories is it could be uh, Lady Loki. <laughs> That's one of the theories I'm seeing bounce around, which is interesting. And honestly, I so my Marvel knowledge is not that great, unfortunately. So okay. I can't really go into that rumor into great detail. I can just tell you that's one of the rumors I'm saying, hearing. Well, can you give us any like uh, clues or paraphrase something you might have heard? <sighs> Honestly, I, I I really can't. That's just it's oh, just okay. speculation. It's speculation because at first I, I thought it was the uh, that uh, Mephisto or we call him from like WandaVision. See, I'm oh. leaning more that way because of, of the demon, right? Yeah, You're talking about the demon, picture? but not necessarily because of WandaVision. I'm leaning more of it just because. In Greek mythology, is that what uh, Loki? What's he from? No, Norse. Norse, Norse mythology. Yeah. Uh, I know that he goes and becomes Satan, or he runs hell. Loki does for a little bit. Uh, n- well, that's what in Marvel. Yes, not in traditional. Well, that's Greek what I meant. I meant in, in the Marvel's version of that. There's a comic book where he does that. Yeah, where he does. My theory is: what if Loki just sees the the biggest evil version of himself, like what he was gonna on what track he could to have be. become yeah because and in he this is, other timeline he got there because he is you know? a variant the, he's yeah. tracking it is a variant that they're that they're tracking yeah mind you another thing Loki. i caught i paused to catch it when owen wilson has his file right you look and you see his name you see the picture of him and it says year to date when he lives and when he dies uh-huh and loki on that file dies in 2099 isn't that a crazy year because that's like marvel's big year with like the spider-man 2099 uh the x-men crossover with more um the I avengers this, yeah but... like there's a lot that happens in 2099 with a, the marvel mm-hmm. right so it's just weird that they gave loki that date so mm-hmm. that tells me that 
they're saying that this Loki is going to die in 2099 or they're saying that the Loki they're chasing is going to die in 2099. Well, okay, so here's a theory because mainline correct time version Loki is already dead. He yes. he got killed by Thanos. Thanos, yeah. He saw his own death. So That was an emotional scene. So too. this show, do you think that this show is going to rewrite Loki's fate because Loki is going to help the TVA? Yeah, I think so. And so Owen Wilson, he'll have the power to be like, since you helped us out, we're going to reinsert you into your timeline. Don't fuck it up again. I think that might, I think, put it this way, early, early, uh, not spoiler, but early uh, prediction. Mm-hmm. I think Loki will see his brother Thor again. Yeah. Definitely. Maybe, maybe he'll be in uh, that God of Love and Thunder movie. Maybe. That I mean, would be, that would be, that'd be a, a nice, a, a that'd nice be place. a good way to segue that. Yeah. I could see him seeing his brother again. Yeah. Maybe he has to go back, but as Lady Loki. Because <laughs> it can't be you. Owen Wilson One cuts last him a deal. Trick, like Owen, yeah. yeah, Owen Wilson. Hey, we'll let you go back in your timeline, but you're a female. And then he looks at him and goes, Wow. And then he transforms into <laughs> the baby. Ah, Loki goes through a portal. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. So, for that. so Javi, <laughs> this first episode, Javier, what would you rate it? I might go as high as a nine. Yeah, and I'm saying based off of the rating system would be based off of the two series you've seen previously. So like Falcon Winter Soldier and WandaVision. Okay, then yes. Between those two, this one got me hooked a lot faster than uh-huh. the first episode for WandaVision and like um how was it Fal- Falcon and Winter, Winter Soldier? Soldier? Yeah. yeah. I would say Falcon and the Winter Soldier's first episode really hooked me. This one did a better job hooking me. Mm-hmm. And WandaVision's first episode was just really slow. Um, it turned out to be a decent series, but like I'm with you, Chris, I, I think this series has to have the potential to be better than the other two. Um, I'm not saying that first episode was a flat out 10. Um, but it was pretty darn I would, close. I would give it a 9.5. It was close. <laughs> it was close. It was really good. Yeah, I'd give it a high. I'd give it a high, like a 9.3, yeah. 9.4. Around there, somewhere. What you got, critic? Um, yeah, I would say I don't like doing points. Like I do, I do half points. I don't, I don't like to do like point three, point two. Got it. That's a little too meta for me. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> I'll leave it at a nine because that's a rookie score. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll leave it at a nine because I feel like it was incredibly good. It was, yeah. it was some of the best TV I've seen in a long time. But the reason I t- it's a nine is solely because I believe it can go higher. I think it can. I think so too. I think it can think exceed so what we've already seen. And I don't want to I don't want to go off of the scales. So I'm uh-huh. gonna give it some headroom to get to a ten. And put it this way, I'm actually excited. So Wanda uh the Falcon not Falcon, uh Wanda WandaVision was I think eight episodes, right? Yeah. Yes. Falcon was ten or eight. Uh huh. This is six, so this has less time. I'm actually excited that it has less time. I mean, it's probably it's gonna be gonna a, ex, it's gonna get going quicker. Yeah, yeah. there's not gonna uh-huh. be a lot of time for fluff. It's gonna be yeah. yeah. So, and it didn't seem like it. It really went head head strong like this first episode. Yeah, dude. Like even the, the exposition rolling. in this episode was really good. Like, I yeah. like the whole animation with like the little time clock character to like Her explain expo- everything like, and you know it had it's, its marvel so funny good, comedy dude. too remember me of the Jurassic park like yeah we had yeah. a baby dinosaur yeah uh-huh. dude it's just when uh. that conversation loki has with himself when he's afraid to go through the machine because 
what if he's oh, a, yeah. a robot? What if or I'm not? a robot and I don't know it? That was great. So yeah, that was that hilarious, was good. dude. That, that was, was really good. So yeah, I was busting uh, up on that. If I he's had, like, <laughs> people really don't know if they're robots. Yeah. <laughs> and then he stops. He goes, "Wait, what if I'm a robot?" <laughs> yeah. If if I had one eensy beensy tiny critic, uh, a critic, uh huh, or just criticism, one criticism. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say, and I talked to Chris about this earlier. The courtroom scene, mm-hmm. Marvel, the 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 team really pushed the comedy, and it was kind of almost too. I was like, "Oh man, you're really trying, Marvel. You don't have to. Like, you already hooked me." You talking about when he's trying to use his power? And he goes, "Ha, oh, ha," and I'm like, "Oh, okay, you're and good." They, and they stuck with Cause, it because I feel like that's a joke they always run back to. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like in the past yeah. movies and stuff, they always have that funny. Like it's he's about to get the last word, but yeah, then he and then nothing happens, or you know his powers don't work, or something. Oh, it's a running gag. It's with a running character. gag. With, well, I no, see. it's a running gag with Marvel. I feel like they use that joke a lot. Oh, um, maybe with his character too in the first Avengers, but yeah, I mean, not nine point five out of ten or nine and a half out of ten. That was great. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, there was, like, a little thing I noticed. I don't know if it's, like, a plot hole or not, but, like, you know when he tossed the chair and he got rewound back into that sitting position? Uh-huh. Yeah. The, what was the guy's name? I forgot. Mobius. 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 He, he says, oh, yeah, we can't rewind the furniture, just you. Yeah. But after that scene, when Loki goes back just to escape, mm-hmm. he takes that device with him. Is that technically supposed to go with him if he if it's only him, but not he didn't have that device? Well, he's holding it, right? Right, But I think anything. So if you look at a super close up shot of the collar, it actually says danger, like time manipulation, something. So I think anything in contact with him and the collar will be manipulated. Oh, like it'll send him back. Yeah. So like the chair. See, when he said that, was he touching the chair when he did that? No. So yeah, because he tossed it. He tossed it, but when he blipped it back, he couldn't blip the chair back because he wasn't holding on to the chair. It had left his person. Right. So I think if he's in contact with, if something is in contact with him while he has the collar on, it can be manipulated. Otherwise, it can't. What about the floor? Is Regardless, his feet always touching the floor? So I actually think it was actually... <laughs> no, no, no. no. Plot hole. All no, right, change my score. 2.0. No, no. So actually, it's actually very smart if you think about it, because if you think about it, He's holding the chair, which means the chair can be manipulated. Then he throws the chair, so he's no longer holding it. So when Owen Wilson rides back time, it winds back him, but the chair stays after he threw it. Yeah. So that's kind of a mind fuck if you think that about is, it. Because wow. you can't reverse him throwing something. Mm-hmm. Because he's not holding it anymore. Yeah. That's... Uh, that I was just, a good I thing just, to... I just blew my own brain. to uh, point out there, Javi. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's no my idea. interpretation of it. I had no idea. <laughs> oh, wow. Man. That's neat. Ugh. So I'm yeah I'm super excited for what's to come with that show guys that is going to be yeah dude I mean I was really hyped for Bad Batch and I'm still hyped but yeah this and is, we'll get back to this Bad is Batch. good yeah Bad Batch but... is in a couple episodes right now where nothing's really kind of changed yeah we'll... like Doge nothing's really changed for you there bud so we'll no. come back well you know <laughs> we went up a little we'll we'll, we'll revise. revise we'll revise, we'll revise that yeah, but yeah, yeah. um I believe you have a recommendation for us. Oh, yeah, sure. So give it to us. What's yours for the week? All right. Recommendation for the week. week. All right. Did you, uh, have you guys ever played the game, uh, Hellblade Senua Sacrifice? No, but I've, I've heard of it. You've heard of it. Well, I I remember because I was really interested in, uh, digital production. Mm hmm. And, you know, using Unreal would be like a way to shoot something digitally without having, you know, yeah, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I was doing like some research into it and I stumbled upon that game. Because uh, the motion capture that they did for that 
for that game was all like uh basically like a facial rendering of the actual yeah. ash- actress. Yes. And like just the the accuracy and the detail that they were getting Incredible. in real in like Incredible. real time. Yeah, and it, it looked you know, I mean, it looks like a Pixar animation almost. It looks you know? amazing, dude. And so before I get into the game, since you talked about that, I want to mention that actress, she that was her first acting job ever. Oh wow. Uh-huh. For that performance for that game. She she was a video editor working at the studio. And I can't remember how or why she ended up acting, but they threw the rig on her. They had her act. It was and, probably just testing she was, it out. <laughs> and she was fucking phenomenal, dude. And like the whole game is her like being terrified and all these emotional scenes. And she said like her fear of acting allowed her to be that scared on camera. Like it was just so <laughs> that's, kudos, now that's kudos, meta. Kudos to that woman, dude. That's she meta is, right there. She is amazing. But okay, so anyways, so this game, it's a very important game, like I would say, like socially. So the game Basically, you play a main character who the stick of the whole game is she has mental illness. She's depressed and she's she has uh, symptoms of psychosis, like being a schizophrenic and stuff. Right. So one of the big gimmicks of the game is the whole game uses binaural audio, which uh, for people who don't know, binaural audio uses specialized microphones that kind of replicate uh, it allows you to record sound as if uh, the way he, the human uh, perceives sound, right? So yeah. it's kind of like ASMR, except super high quality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like uh, one of the things about this game that I love personally as a sound person is like, and, and story-wise is, so they, they tie it in. So the main character, she has psychosis. So she hears voices. And so one of the big reasons why they did the the 3D audio, the binaural audio is to have voices that sound like they're coming from you, from your brain. Yeah. So, like, when you play the game, you, you're you constantly hearing these voices talking to you, like taunting a, you. Like, a, what is it? Um, not a schizophrenic? Yes, exactly. So, like, you'll be... So, the the game, you'll you'll be playing the game, and you'll go through, and they'll, like, you'll be, like, looking for something. Like, where do I go? And there'll be a voice that is saying, like, oh, she doesn't know where to go. Yeah, she doesn't know where to go. She's lost. Yeah, she can't do this. Like, just egging you on. And then when you find it, they'll be like, oh, she did it. Good job. Like, just going back and forth, there'll be like a supportive voice. There'll be a negative voice. Oh, man. And it's just this constant. my mind after a while, dude. It it does. It's it's supposed to put you into the mindset of being somebody that has mental illness. And like, when you're fighting in combat, it's great, dude, because it's such a claustrophobic, like, camera angle that you fight at it's third person and so like if there's somebody behind you swinging at you one of the voices will literally be like look out they're behind you and like and and the voice will be where they are attacking from so you can you can use that as a mechanic use it. wow it's it's a, it's a game mechanic that and the they, game, they do that's game, cool the game goes even further than that dude there's literally a puzzle that 100% relies on your hearing so at one point you get thrown into this dark dungeon area where it's just black you can't see very far in front of you you don't know where to go this is where zach's batman ears like come yeah. into play he's just like <laughs> you, you don't I'm know where sound to go guy. i know what to do <laughs> i know what to do here no yeah but you don't know where to go so you're just like what what am i supposed to do and as you turn and look around you'll notice there's the sound of a trickling brook like if you turn to face a certain way you can hear a, a like a flowing little brook that's cool yeah you wow. follow it 
That is incredible. The next and and once you get there, it all gets black again, and you have to locate and you have to listen for the sound of like wind, like the faint wind, and you have to follow where the wind's coming from. It's this whole puzzle that one hundred percent relies on your ears. And to me, that's just so cool because you don't ever see games do stuff like that well, yeah, with I audio. Mean, they get so formulaic. They don't. They don't take risk like that. That's yeah, like exactly, a... dude. And and I would say like you know, obviously, audio aside, it's also like just a beautiful game, dude. The story, playing this character who's like has these all these horrible mental disabilities and stuff, whose brain is constantly tricking her. You don't know what's real and what's not. It's a it's a important story. Uh, it, it has a lot to say about mental illness. Like uh, some of the moments where she's dealing with depression, depression actually got to me a little bit. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, because I don't know if anybody here has ever had like bouts of, with depression or not. But like the shit her brain was saying to her, I was like, "I I fucking get." No, that. you're you're like you're goddamn triggering dude. me to yes. want to play this because yeah, yeah. Because I will say like if you've ever experienced any bit of mental illness, like if you, it, it'll trigger something. Because yeah. it's like, it's powerful, dude. So it's how, an important how game. How long is this game? Like, what's the run? Like, how long it's is It's like six to eight hours. It's a pretty short game. Oh, so it's, it's not, not the bottom. It's, it's a, so it's like a six to eight hour experience. Yeah. Basically. So it's, it, and I think it's more of an experience than a game, too. So yeah, I would highly recommend it, dude. It's a great game. The sequel is coming out either this year or next year. Uh huh. They're doing a sequel. And it's just, it's, it's, it's an experience. Is it's like on every platform too, right? So like no matter I believe what you so. got. Okay. Yeah. I think the new the game that's coming out, the sequel is only gonna be on PC and Xbox, but the one I'm talking about, Hellblade Sinuous Sacrifice, I believe it's on PC Xbox, PS4, what are you playing PS5. It on? Uh I played it on PS4. Um I, I'm gonna replay it on my PS5 because I've been wanting to revisit that game for a while. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful game though. I kind of want to check it out too. I'm, a, I'm going to. I'm, I'm hooked. Yeah, and, and for the love of God, play it with headphones. Yeah, <laughs> Do that's not. the point. I would assume. Yeah. Yes, it's it's yeah. What if I put it with my 7.1 surround sound? No, no, no. Binaural audio only works with the headphones. Rough for Chris. He I loves know. surround sound. I do. Well, no, binaural audio can be just as good, if not better, than surround sound, because it. But I won't feel the bass. No, it's the psychoacoustics. Oh, you'll feel it in your headphones. It's the psychoacoustics, right? Surround sound can make a sound like uh, make a sound like it's coming from the back of your room. 3D audio, binaural audio, can make it sound like somebody's whispering into the back of your ear. Oh, like it's sounds tingly. <laughs> no, it is. It is dude. That's why it's ASMR uses those mics. Yeah, I mean, oh, okay. a lot of the shitty ASMR that people do, they don't use proper no processing or proper mic yeah. so they don't get that but some of the better asmr channels they do use proper binaural audio so yep. if you've ever experienced that you you kind of know what you're in for like i've tried that asmr stuff and like i just it, oh, it doesn't, doesn't, I, doesn't i, I try do the sleep ones the sleep ones work for me i don't like asmr like i love binaural audio but i don't like asmr but like i like this application of it like this has a story interesting experience application and i think it's fascinating i would, I would say this i feel like this game proves that asmr kind of works oh it does dude. yeah it totally does because you get that chill feeling down your spine you get the, yeah because yeah, you have all these voices whispering in your ear and it's just it's very unsettling but that's the Ooh. point that's Ooh. the point i'm excited yet scared it's great, dude. And they, and they don't just sit terrifying. here and whisper. They move around and stuff. They're very active. Like, if you watch the behind the scenes, you actually see these girls. Like, of the microphones, they look funny. They look like a pair of ears. And you see these voice actresses moving around the microphone, like, talking and shit. It's, <laughs> it's fun. 
It's fun, dude. <laughs> it's a great game. Play it. What a recommendation, dude. That's dope. I'm downloading it seriously. I might download it for my PC so though. I'm downloading it yeah. right now. Yeah, it looks great too, so it'd probably look great on PC. Um, yeah. Javier, thank you for coming out this way. I know you're from LA, so Oh yeah, it's been a pleasure. Dude, it was fun having you on. Yeah, like, man. We gotta have you guys back again, yeah. like you and Amanda. And, oh yeah, dude. The only thing is Javi talks so much. So yeah, much. He I talked know. the whole time. Yeah. He talked this whole podcast. Let, let us get I a really, chance. I here, really Javi. felt like Javi. I couldn't get a I thought this in. was about me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we brought you on to talk about your story, and you uh, talked about your story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you guys next we'll week. We'll see you next week. We'll be back.